What's up and welcome back to Bar Down Talking Hockey, episode number 58, presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny Parisi, and I did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. And this right here, this is Frankie Mueller, and his family is strong with the force. And this right here, this is Joey Parisi, and his family is connected to the dark side. Joseph, we'll start with you since you're wearing the helmet. May the fourth be with you. How are you doing? May the 4th be with you. I don't know how that'll sound with that, but I'm pumped for Star Wars Day. This is like a holiday for me, boys. Guys, Happy we have Star a very special Day. guest joining the show. Everybody give it up for Grogu! Hey, there we go. Hey, there we go. Grogu! That's hilarious. So it was either I started the show with the helmet on or I had a lightsaber like swinging around, but we just went for the practical thing. Frank, how you doing? May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with both of you. I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited for all the Star Wars content that uh, I've been watching and soon to come out. So, yeah, may the fourth be with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Frank, what is your number one favorite Star Wars movie? You're by yourself. You're in a room. You got no You got no girlfriend to answer to. You got no family to answer to. No friends to answer to. You get to watch one Star Wars movie. You get to choose. What is it? Probably six. six. I really like the ending of six a lot. That's a great answer. I believe Mr. JP will agree with you. I do agree with you. That is, uh, it is just, uh, fun. I literally just watched it like four days ago. It was, it was a, over a long stretch of, it's got you know, one of those, it, it does, it does. It, it literally does. You, and just something about seeing, you know, master Luke Skywalker opposed to like, you know, Jedi Luke Skywalker and episode, like people love episode four, people love episode five, something about him whipping out that green lightsaber for the first time. Just, it, yep. it hits you. No doubt about it. Mine's four. I really love four, and I'll tell you why I love four. Four, I, I started liking four more after Rogue One came out because Rogue One has my favorite scene in any Star Wars movie. The final scene of Rogue One is my favorite scene of any Star Wars content ever. I love it. And episode four, that's where the end of Rogue One starts to pick up, and I kind of just love the the introductions, meeting Luke, meeting Han, Chewie, uh, the Cantina Bar. I, I just, I love the whole thing. So shout out to the, um, I, we all picked an original, uh, but I think we all, we, we, all, we did the prequels and sequels though. More than most people. Uh, uh, as Giovanna says, she says it's her favorite. Episode three, I don't care what anyone says, this is a very close to my favorite movie. Like I love it. I actually was almost about to run it today before we went, went live on the show, but I didn't have time because I didn't want to have to stop it. Um, I will watch it soon because, as uh, as you guys know, we are all looking forward to Kenobi, which is coming out later this month. I have a feeling this Kenobi show, and I'm completely okay with admitting that the sh- I like the shows. The, first of all, the Mandalorian uh, show is probably my favorite Star Wars piece. If I'm if I if I have to choose only one Star Wars, it's probably going to be the Mandalorian, just because 
I love it so much. I don't care if it's new. I don't, I don't believe in that. Okay, you stick with the originals, but it's not the same. I love, I'm okay with admitting that something new comes along and that I like. I love The yeah. Mandalorian that much. Like McDavid's um, more skilled than Gretzky. Yeah, it was a very, yeah, exactly. Perfect comparable. Like people who are afraid to admit that the old person is not, is, is someone's better. Um, yeah. But I have a feeling this Kenobi show is going to kind of blow everything away. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi's always been my favorite Jedi. I got his lightsaber sitting right over there. So um, I'm a big Obi-Wan Kenobi guy, and I can't wait to see the, his story, kind of some unfilled gaps in, uh, in between three and four. So, Hell yeah, Frank. I know you watch the shows, and I know you pro- is your favorite scene in episode six, or is there a scene somewhere else? No spoilers, but you know, are there any scenes that, from a different movie that might be your favorite? I, I really like the ending of six. Um, I don't want to say anything about it, but just how it all comes together, kind of ending the original um, uh, trilogy. I do like the sequel trilogy a lot more than a lot of people. I think like those are some of my favorite movies too. I like some of I like seven, eight, nine more than like five. To be honest with you, just because I don't know, five has a lot of like. If I grew up and I got to see five in theaters, I think my opinion would change. But I kind of knew everything, like all the spoilers going into it. So like anything that happened, like. Luke, I'm your father. Like, everybody knows that line. Like, I was already expecting all that stuff from the original trilogy. So, I don't know. I, I There's a lot of stuff I like about it, each different in its own way. But I really like the ending of Six a lot. Joe, Darth Vader never says, Luke, I am your father. He says, no, I am your father. Why do people get that misconstrued? Because, I don't know, somewhere along the line, there must have been a joke somewhere. It's a common saying to say, Luke, I am. It's yeah, I, That, no, that must have happened. Right? That must have happened on a show or something, or that that went viral. Something, yeah, it's not. But I don't know. There you go. Well, today's Star Wars Day. I agree, Frank. I agree, Frank. I love the sequels as well. Anything Star Wars, if they throw that Star Wars tag on it, I'm gonna end up loving it. Yeah, me too. And I've come to like the prequels a little more lately, especially Episode Three. After watching lots of episodes of Clone Wars and um, Rogue One. Um, the Bad Batch, all that stuff. Episode three to me is just outstanding. Um, I don't like episode two very much just because I have to watch the most evil villain in the history of storytelling, Frolic in the Flowers. You know, that that to me is just a little weird. I didn't, I didn't need to see that. But today's Star Wars, and I wanted to show you guys something. No free ads. Check out this donut that I got, Okay. It's from Spunky Dunkers. Look at this little guy. All right. Damn. Yoda with some you're, stars. Are you going to taste it? Chocolate donut. Oh, I, I tasted one already. You t- you, I thought you were about to take a bite right now and give us a little impromptu I bought, review. I bought the last two. I'll give you a review. The donut was incredible. It was about a – it was like an 8.9 donut. Spunky Dunkers is What's fantastic. inside of it? It's just a plain Jane donut. It's not a cake one. It's it like not filled? No. Oh, it's rare that you see a donut that doesn't have the donut. It has a hole. It has a hole. It's covered oh, it by the baby hole. Yoda ring. Oh, I thought yeah. it was filled. No. Yeah, that would be cool if it had like a like green, like vanilla cream. Yeah. No, but on like the topic that. of donuts, Spunky Dunkers does have outstanding filled donuts, like non-Star Wars related. But are you either of you, before we get into hockey, are either of you going to take in any Star Wars content today? Frank, you first. Yeah, I'm still watching Clone Wars, grinding through the second season, getting to the tail end of that. So I'll probably definitely watch that after I oh, watch. Oh, Joe, he's got the good stuff coming out. But yeah, what season are you on, Frank? 
I'm like a little, a little more than halfway through season two. Nice. Yeah, it's going to start getting good. You're going to see some really cool storylines there. I can't um, wait until Frankie sees season seven. That's what I'm most excited about. That season seven is different. It's got a completely different feel, different an- like slightly different animation. Uh, it's the first year Disney that Plus. the first year that Disney uh, had Star Wars that they made season seven. Yeah, Joe, are you taking in any Star Wars content today? Before I know you got the bees tonight and a whole bunch of hockey and the Crosstown Classic and all that, but yeah, um, honestly, it's a pretty low key day for once uh, after the, this show. Got the bees at six or whatever time I have in between that. I don't know. Maybe I'll throw something on. I was actually going to watch uh, episode three this this morning before the show, but like I said, I didn't have time. So we'll see if I have time to throw something on. I have a little bit of preparing to do. I'm going to watch the last episode of What If tonight so I can be ready for Doctor Strange tomorrow. Um, but outside of that, I think I'll try to find at least an hour or two to at least take in a little bit of Star Wars content. That episode of um, what's it called? Um, I'm blanking on it. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, the one episode that I'm not going to spoil anything, but the one episode, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Joe Mandel in the comments, Hayden Christensen watched the whole Clone Wars series to prepare for the Obi-Wan show. That's probably smart. I saw that. I saw, I read all about it actually. And like the, then the voice actor from the original, from the Anakin Skywalker who, who voice acts, uh, Anakin in Clone Wars commented on it. And he made some great points. Like, honestly, like that's a, just a genius move by Hayden Christensen. And, And he should, because the character development in, Clone Wars for Anakin Skywalker is more than you get in the prequels. Like, so seeing that in between, like you said, it was hard for you to watch the the evil villain frolicking in the flowers. Well, he's not an evil guy at that point. He didn't have not necessarily a lot of things in his life go wrong for him to you know turn evil. Um, it's not until you see a lot of things happen uh, in that second the second half of Episode Two with his his mom and. Um, and then a lot of little storylines that you just see his character develop into what you see in episode three and then the tipping point. And so if if uh, if I'm the actor playing a character, I want to know everything about this character. And that canon Star Wars in the Clone Wars, that is the most character development that you see from Anakin Skywalker. So credit to Hayden Christensen for just further developing his character that he's going to play in this upcoming show. Absolutely. And we got the trailer for Obi-Wan today. It was outstanding to watch. Um. Yeah, Anakin sure hates the Sand People. There's no doubt about that. I hate the Sand People. Joe, imitate the Sand People real quick. <laughs> um. Yeah. So happy May the Fourth to everybody. I hope you saw um the Obi Wan trailer. It's on Twitter.com. Uh, the lights camera. I have not watched it yet. I have not watched. You it need yet. to watch it. There's... That'll be my for sure Star Wars content that I watched today. Yeah, there's something at the end of it that I think will get you all hot and bothered. So make sure you check that out. And speaking of forces coming together, the dark and the light, it's time for me and Joey, specifically with Frankie probably playing the role of moderator today, to go at it here. We got some big, big, big things going on in the hockey world. And with that, I'm going to send you off to period number Welcome to period one, where we probably won't fight as much. Um, We probably mostly agree on some of these. Actually, not really. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to go through each series. And because of the way the show worked and the start of the playoffs, there was one game played for every single team in the playoffs between our last show and now. 
So we didn't really get a chance to know for sure who was playing each other on the last show. There was actually a couple changes between our last show and today. And there was a couple things that locked itself in, like the Bruins playing the lead or the Canes and the Lightning play. Like those things weren't locked in. There was a chance the Bruins could have played the Leafs instead. Like there were just a whole bunch of things that were decided over the weekend. So what we're going to do is for each series, you're, you just got to be honest and say who you picked before game one. Who's in your mm-hmm. bracket? You can still edit your bracket. You have like about three That's hours. So yeah. I hate that. Yeah. You know what? I think it's because of what I said. It was decided and then turned around and started playing two days later. Like there was no time. Like you have a week to make your March Madness bracket. There's selection Sunday and then they don't start till Thursday. This was like a quick 36 hours. Technically, turnaround. the regular season ended Sunday. Yeah. Night. I mean, the Winnipeg game, but they yeah. couldn't open the brackets till the Winnipeg game. <laughs> You might have noticed that you got notifications about Austin Matthews winning the Rocket Richard and Connor McDavid winning the um, the Art Ross Trophy as the league's leading sport. You got those at the end of the Kraken Jets game in case someone on Winnipeg gets 50 points in the game and passes McDavid for the Art Ross. You know what I mean? Like, it's stupid. It sounds dumb, but that's just the way it is. So mm-hmm. it was a quick turnaround. So in a way, I understand that it's just dumb. Like, if you got the Bruins pit sweeping the Hurricanes now... If you still think the Bruins are going to win the series, that's fine. I do. We'll get to that later. But you're not. You're going to change the sweep real quick. Like you're going to go quickly up it to. Yeah, I got to go through and, and do the games played. I want to yeah. go make sure. Yeah. So, but like I said, you'll either say whether or not you would change your pick based on what you saw from the first game, and then we'll recap the game that was played and go over the rest of the series. So I think that'll be really fun. And we are going to start with what is, in my opinion, the closest series in the western conference and that is the minnesota wild against the st louis blues joseph who did you pick in that series and would you flip your choice so i picked the st louis blues and naturally i'm going to stick with that um i disagree i don't think this is going to be the closest series in the western conference um there's another series that that we'll talk about that i just think is honestly could go seven um, this one I don't see going seven. I don't know something about St. Louis this year. I know Minnesota Wild's a great team, but the way St. Louis played in that final stretch of the regular season, like I just love their game going into the playoffs, and they kind of proved it to me on the road in, in, in Minnesota. So, or that was in St. Louis, correct? No, it was in Minnesota. It was in Minnesota, was in Minnesota right? The first yeah. Time. So yeah, because I know that that's another thing that changed on the final day of the season. It wasn't decided until that Friday that final Friday, who would have home ice advantage in that series? Yep. We knew they were going to play each other, but so um, credit to the blues. I have the St. Louis blues beating the wild. Um, I just, like Joey said, the blues are a hot team. They were a hot team towards the end of the season. I thought it was no pun intended wild that they went out and got flurry when they already had Talbot. And I said in previous podcasts that, you could have all the goaltending you want. I don't think that's going to really make the difference on whether they're going to get to the Stanley cup or not. So I didn't see them getting that far anyway. I think they could have rolled with Talbot and been fine and maybe even come out with the same outcome. Um, But yeah, I got the St. Louis blues beating the wild and I would not change it, especially after what I saw after game one. Okay. So I did pick the wild. I think they traded for flurry to keep them away from the avalanche. Uh, Talbot was 13-0-1 in his last 14 games in the regular season. Dean Evison did confirm that Marc-Andre Fleury will be in net tonight against the St. Louis Blues. I'm going to keep my pick. Uh, yeah, the Blues are hot. I, I, I admit that it's not looking great right now. The Blues dominated that one game. 
but I think the Wild have a lot of firepower. And if they tie the series up tonight, I'll be feeling good about the pick the rest of the way because I think the Wild can split in St. Louis and then win a big game five on the road and then come back for game seven at home. I believe that could be the case. This is the closest series, in my opinion. Um, I, I think the Wild, they have more firepower than the Blues, but the Blues have more depth. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think the one problem for the Wild is the Blues have kind of had their number this year. And the Wild were a better team in the regular season. But they couldn't beat the Blues for whatever reason. And sometimes the team just has your number. So that's my one little asterisk on, you know, what's going on with the Blues and Wild Series and my prediction for it. But I'm going to stick with my boys in green. Um, I didn't think any of us would would flip. Alex would be surprised if any one of us flipped on any of our picks. I'm not going to flip for any of them. I'm not flipping on any of my picks. (laughs) I don't know if you are, Vin. It's been one game. You know how many times I've seen, like, I know they say, you know, I think it's like if you win the first game of the series, you go on 66% of the time to win. I mean, that's still pretty close. You got 66%. There's one I'm really worried about. I don't, I'm not going to flip on it, but there's one I'm a little worried about, and we'll get to that later. Yeah, what I actually haven't seen. I, I don't know what your guys' bracket, so this should be fun. That's why I think doing this is fun. Are we going so, over our whole bracket? Can we say how far we have these teams going, or? Yeah, I mean, go for it. Sure. I, I don't plan on changing I don't my bracket. where I got them going, to be well, honest. I, there are some teams that I obviously you're going to know, like the teams you have going yeah. to the Stanley Cup. Um, I got the Blues going all the way, guys. <laughs> I have them winning this Western Conference. So, all right. St. Louis Blues, it's, they're, they're yeah. going to the playoffs just like you want to be going into the playoffs. If the Blues beat the Wild, I'll be with you. And I think if the Wild win, they'll go to the Cup. That's my honest prediction. I think this is the most important series. The Avalanche? Well, we'll get there later. So the rest of the series coming up, it starts tonight in Minnesota, game two. I'm looking for Kirill the Thrill to have a big game. I'm sure there are plenty of players on the Blues. Um, their goaltending has been magnificent in the second half of the season. So like Joey said, they're the, they're the hot team right now. I'm excited for the rest of the series. We're going to make our way over to Alberta for the next two series conversations. And, of course, I'm talking about the Los Angeles Kings against the Edmonton Oilers. Um, The Los Angeles Kings won a very close game in game number one. Um, It was a 4-3 to victory, and the Kings, they kept getting out to a lead, and the Oilers were tied, then the Oilers took the lead, then the Kings tied and eventually won it. Frank, I'll start with you on this one. Who do you got? And you're not going to change it. No, I'm not going to change it. I might be in the vast minority here, but I took the Los Angeles Kings to win in seven. I'm, I think the Kings were wildly underrated this whole year. I mean, if you just look at the lines for these games, the Kings are big dogs, and the, the Kings are have a better team than what um, the bookies are showing. Um, not only that, but I think the Kings also have the better playoff experience with Jonathan Quick um, and, and just the rest of the team as well, not just Quick, but – I could see – I to me personally, I think this is the closest matchup in the uh, Western Conference. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Kings win it in less than seven. I really don't see the Oilers winning this series. i got to be honest with you. I just – from what I've seen in years past with the Oilers in the playoffs, I just don't see it. I got the uh, Kings advancing in seven. Joe, who do you got and would you flip? Yeah, so I actually just pulled up my bracket just so I could get an accurate number of who I have in what number of games. 
Um, Frank, I agree with everything you said except the outcome. I think this is going to be a very close series. I have seven games. I just got Edmonton winning that game seven. That's that's what it comes down to. But I agree this is going to be the closest series in the Western Conference. Uh, game one kind of proved it. You know, it was back and forth. He had goals from McDavid and Dreisaitl. I follow had uh, Lemieux. Like the big guys who got them to where they are are scoring. And I think that's going to continue. I, I just think when push comes to sub, the Kings uh, aren't going to be able to keep up with that that little bit extra that they got in McDavid and Dreisaitl. So, but yeah, very, it's going to be super close all the way. Everything that you guys think about the Maple Leafs actually applies to the Edmonton Oilers. Um, they find a way to lose no matter how good McDavid is. Dreisaitl scored a pretty, pretty, pretty goal off of a nice pass by McDavid. And I might've said on the podcast a couple weeks ago that I would pick the Oilers. If these two teams played each other, I flipped. I picked the Los Angeles Kings to beat the Edmonton Oilers in six games. I don't think it's going to be as close as the Wild and the Blues. I just don't. Um, the Kings, they score less goals on average than the Oilers, but they give up almost a whole goal less per game. And what are we talking about here? The Stanley Cup playoffs where goals are at a premium. The ice gets smaller and smaller as the series go along. I got the Kings winning this series. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they sweep them. That really wouldn't surprise me if they win in five. I just don't think Edmonton, Mike Smith is in net again tonight, and he gave up a couple muffins to the Kings, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Jonathan Quick looked pretty good. McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to have their cake and eat it, and they still might not win. In order for the Oilers to win tonight, I need to see Ryan Nugent Hopkins dominate. He needs to go out there and be Edmonton's clear third best player. If that happens, then I think the Oilers can win. But when it's just McDavid and Dreisaitl out there and then Mike Smith giving up muffins because the Kings are just too strong and too pesky, I can't see it going the Oilers' way. I'm sorry. Um, Mike Smith versus Jonathan Quick in the playoffs. It just reminds me of uh, that 2012 season. It is We're both. Yeah. Where both guys stood on their head, they were playing out of their mind for the fucking Coyotes. And <laughs> I think the Kings are a different team in the playoffs too. Do you remember that one year oh. they got in as the eighth seed, and then they just oh, yeah. made, and yeah. then they won that the was, cup. That was the year they that won was the that, cup. That was the year I'm talking about, 2012. Yeah. Jonathan Quick just, read it, just and rode it all the way. It's just it just doesn't make sense. It's like they're just a different breed when it comes to playoff hockey, and that that's ultimately went into my decision when picking them. Yeah, so they we, um. Three teams in the playoffs' most recent series win is winning the Stanley Cup. Who are they? The Kings must well, be winning. The Kings. Yeah, the, Kings the Blues. Nope. No, no, not the Blues. Um, the the Maple Leafs? No. Well, obviously, obviously the Lightning. You got to eliminate the last year. You're one of them. And then the other one might surprise you. Eh, not really. It won't surprise you. Penguins? It's not the Penguins. The Penguins won a series in 2019. After winning, or they won a series in 2018 as the defending Stanley Cup champions, and then they were. Is it the Capitals? Bounced, they were bounced by the answer. <laughs> the Capitals. <laughs> yes, it is the Washington Capitals. They have not won a playoff series since winning the Stanley Cup in 2018, and those are the teams. So, there you go. Do you have any final thoughts on Kings versus Oilers before we head into the next series? I know Frankie and I are aligned on this one, and Joey. Man, how many? Will well, Frankie be the odd man out on any of these series, or will he always have a partner that agrees with him? 
I think we'll we'll see. Yeah, I think one of us will be the odd man out on some of them. I know. Um, I don't don't know, dude. I'm not the odd man out. I think I'm going to be the odd one out. Anyway, um, just real quick, while I pulled it up, I do have St. Louis in seven games in that first series that we talked about. I don't remember how many games I had. I mean, might have them in seven. I don't have my bracket pulled up. Same Providence, different series. The Dallas Stars are up in Alberta, taking on the Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames won a close one nothing game. They scored a power play goal within the first five minutes of the game and hung on to win the rest of the day. Um, Joe, I'll start with you on this one. Who did you pick, and are you keeping it, and why? I got, I got Calgary in six. Uh, obviously, I'm keeping it. Uh, Calgary is just the better team in just about every single way when compared to the Dallas Stars. Yeah, it was cool. The Dallas Stars made it. Uh, they, they got in over the Golden Knights in the final week of the season. Uh, all credit to them, but now they have to go ahead against the Calgary Flames, who's just going to you know torch them, with all pun intended. They held the, uh, the Dallas Stars to 16 shots, uh, which is, you know, you're not going to win games if you're only putting 16 shots on goal in the playoff. Uh, fairly easy shutout. So, and you know their offense is going to get going. They're going to go games where they're not only scoring one game. So, I don't know. The Calgary Flames, the only thing I might change is, yeah, I'm not going to be able to see game two, but I could see them getting it done in five opposed to six. I'll probably keep it at six just to be safe, but I don't know. Calgary Flames all the way in this series. This one's a no-brainer to me. There you go. Um, there was a question I was going to ask. Oh, Joe, are you happy that Jacob Markstrom probably watches this show? If that's Yeah, he probably does. Why? The, re- the reason I think it is because Frankie shit on him for having a high rating in NHL 22. Oh, we did and, before the, yeah. No, Frankie specifically, though, when he was a guest, he wasn't full-time yet. It was while he was a guest. Just shit on Markstrom for having a high rating in NHL 22. And this man comes out. He wasn't the best goalie in the NHL this season. We'll get to that in the third period. But he was a top five goalie in the NHL this season. He will be on the Vesna ballot. He might not be one of the three nominees, but when the results come out at the NHL awards and they show all the guys that got votes, his name will be on there. And he led the league in shutouts and game one of the playoffs. He gets shutout number 10 on the season if you include the regular season. Frank, Calgary Flames, Dallas Stars. Who do well, you I did Would you keep it? I did that to, you know, light a fire under his ass. There man. you go. Hey, it works. It worked. That's my buddy. He was on my fantasy team. I had to get him going. Yeah, I, I um, respect it. I respect it. No, I got the Calgary Flames, though. Um, I don't remember if I had him in five or six. I might have had him in five just because, I don't know. You know, Dallas didn't test Markstrom, and they're not going to win a game without having to test Markstrom. He only There were only 16 shots on goal. You got to look. You got Ben, Pavelski, Suter, Sagan. They're all veterans here, and, and they know how to win close playoff games and stuff like that, but you don't test one of the best goalies in the league. You don't test Jacob Markstrom. Are you kidding me? I mean, they just made it so easy for him, and if that's the way they're going to play the series, they're going to have really bad news coming along yeah. here. I don't know. Calgary Flames, I'd say in five. We'll see what happens. The, and the, I, I said I might go back to five. The reason, like, you know, I don't think the series is going to be close, but I'm going to give them that five or six games because Dallas will win a game, I think. We're not going to get a sweep. And the one game that they do win, remember I said this, 
it'll be the game that Robertson just goes off. And that will happen. This dude is a gifted goal scorer. He finished the season with 41 goals. He had a hat trick in the, in the final week of the season or something like that. He, there's going to be a game, probably maybe game three, the first game in Dallas. Robertson's going to just completely pop off, and it's going to give the, the Stars life. But then the game that he doesn't score, which will be most of them, uh, or at least have a couple goals, uh, the Calgary Flames will take control. They're going to need him to literally take control every game because he seems to be the offense that runs that train over in Dallas. Who's Calgary's coach? Daryl Sutter. <laughs> Daryl Sutter. Daryl Sutter is the king of implementing a system that keeps the other team under 20 shots when the playoffs roll around. He won two Stanley Cups with it, and he probably could have won a third. I'm telling you, the Calgary Flames are going to be so hard to beat. Like, from what I saw in the playoff game, I'm actually, like, I'm not going to change my bracket now because I picked the Wild to play my Eastern Conference champion. I already told you that. I think Calgary, like, that might be my switch. I think Calgary is going to go to the Cup because of Daryl Sutter and what he gets his team to do to their opponents. They got a one nothing lead and became the 2000 New Jersey Devils from that point on. Gain the neutral zone, dump it. Gain the neutral zone, dump it. Gain the neutral zone, dump it. And they won the game one nothing. It was just a magnificent display of defensive prowess by a Calgary team that has so many gifted players. Kachuk is one of the best power forwards in the NHL, if not the best power forward in the NHL. Jonathan Ice Hockey is one of the most skilled players in the NHL. I really, I would love to see him come to the Devils this summer. It is possible, I would say. Both of you guys coughed at the same time. Freaking chill. Um, yeah, neither of you were looking either, so neither of you knew that both of you clowns were going like this at the exact same time. Um, those kings were so good with Daryl Sutter, and yes, I picked the Calgary Flames to beat the Dallas Stars. I'll go five because I agree with Joey Robertson could pop off no matter how good the opponent's system is. A system will win you a series, it's not going to win you every single game. Um, but if Calgary sweeps Dallas, I also will be 0% surprised because they still could win a game that becomes a chess match because Robertson pops off. Let's say there's a game in Dallas where Robertson does pop off. Would it surprise Yanni if Kachuk or Hockey keep up with him? Wouldn't surprise me. So that's why I'm sticking with Calgary. I think it's going to be a short series. And speaking of short series, we're going to head over to Denver where the Colorado Avalanche just put an absolute ass-whooping on the Nashville Predators now. Nashville's missing their star goalie. But they probably probably wouldn't even be in the playoffs if they didn't have UC Saros on their team. Like if Rene Ritter retired and they have David Riddich as their starter all season long instead of Saros, a guy who will be nominated for the Vesna Trophy, I believe, um, or at least he'll get votes, he'll be top five, they probably wouldn't have made the playoffs. And he's hurt right now, and the Colorado Avalanche just put an absolute beating on them. Joe, I know your answer here. I know you're not going to change it, but for the sake of conversation, who do you got in the series, and would you change it? I got Nashville. I think we got a big upset here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, uh, obviously I have Colorado. I'm clipping that I, and putting it on Twitter. Um, obviously I have um, Colorado. I told you, I'm pretty sure it was the conversation with you, Vin. I don't know if I remember it was on the show that UC Saros is not healthy. 
I said that as the season ended. I, I can't remember if it was a conversation we had or if it was actually on the show. I literally don't remember t- when I talked about this, but I remember saying he is not healthy, and without him, this team is nothing. And, you know, you're not going to win a game. You, you give up seven goals, especially when you got Nate Dogg and Kale McCarr already putting the puck in the net. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I might change it from from five games to four. That's That's what I got right now. I got Colorado in five. It's hard to pick a sweep. It's hard, it's hard to sit there and say, I don't think this team is going to win a single game. Um, it happens, but we'll see. I got Colorado in five. Right. Yeah, Colorado, they're actually my pick to win the Stanley Cup this year, um, and they proved that with a 7-2 to victory. I mean, they have so much depth. You name a player, they had an impact on this game one. They won 7-2. to They had a shorthanded goal, regular goal, uh, power play goal. You name it, they could just do it all, and that was pure domination. And I'm actually giving the Predators a, more credit because I I think I have Colorado in six. Um, but they just absolutely came out to play, destroyed Nashville, and I don't know. I think they're going all the way. I think this is the year of the Lamps. Um, I lost sleep, Frank, over picking a series between the Blues and the Avs. Like, obviously, I have the winner of that series going on to, to the Stanley Cup. Uh, I don't know, something about the Blues, but yeah – so well, the reason I bring that up is because I love that you have the avalanche going to the Stanley Cup. I, I love it. I lost sleep over trying to decide who I was picking between St. Louis and Colorado. I love it too. I worry. And about I'm, I'm it. rooting for Colorado. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a Colorado guy. <laughs> I worry if Colorado has to play the wild, they do not match up well against them. Like avalanche should be rooting for the blues hard. They just don't match up well with the wild. The wild almost caught them in points. Remember on this show, we laughed at how big of a lead, that the Avalanche had in the Western Conference over the second-place team. Have you? Did you check the final standings? The Avalanche had six more points than the Wild. Like, it, those two teams, they do not like each other very much. I, I also worry about Colorado if they face Calgary in the conference finals. So I, I hope they do, though, because then we'll see outstanding theater. But, yeah, I got the Colorado Avalanche. I'll, I, I think a sweep if Saros doesn't play. I'll go five if he does. Saros can steal when he's capable. But, you know, is there anything else in the Western Conference that either you want to touch on before we get out of here? Well, before we transition to the East, I mean, just go over that we got all the – we got the Western Conference represented by the Central Division from all three of us. So that's – we got – you got Minnesota. I got St. Louis. Minnesota going to the finals? Yeah. We got Colorado. So, I mean – I'd be shocked if it's not one of those three teams, but I mean, Calgary could always. Calgary. Yeah. Uh, do we all have Calgary in the conference final? Yes. I think so, yeah. Yes. So at least we agree on the Pacific side of things. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So when we agree, that also follows with plenty of disagreement. And we will get to said disagreement in full force in period number two. Welcome to period two. Joseph Parisi, we will lead off with a certain series taking place in Raleigh, North Carolina. The Boston Bruins were just absolutely shit-canned by the Carolina Hurricanes two days ago. Game two is tonight. Who did you pick, and would you change it, and why? Um, I got the Boston Bruins winning the series. Um, Shocker. No, I would not change it. No, I'm not worried. Uh, 
we can kind of talk about game one in depth here, and I can tell you exactly what happened, what, like, I can, I have an answer for everything. I, I know who I'm happy with. I know who needs to be better. And I know what I'm going to see tonight in game two. So where should I start? <laughs> Whatever your little heart desires, my friend. The Bruins put up, which, by the way, Frank, I know we're not in this portion of the show where we, we fucking give out money to the listeners. Um, you bet the Bruins to take the over in shots on goal every single game, and you will be a, a wealthy, wealthy man. They put up 36 woman. shots. Or woman. <laughs> I was talking to Frankie. He's not a woman. Um, at least that we know of. He could be whatever he wants in today's day. So 36 shots on goal. Over That was the over. Easy over. It was set at 32 and a half. Um, Antti Ranta played out of his mind. It was one of those situations where you're worried that you're not playing against the number one guy. And then all of a sudden the number two guy is like, fucking, okay, this, this guy's playing pretty good. Uh, he looked shaky at first. Ronta's rebound control wasn't there. The Bruins were doing everything right except the finish. It's just the pucks just were falling off their sticks. Just there was no finish. But, you know, in a game where it, things go your way, the Bruins win this game. I'm a firm believer that like, Taylor Hall hits the post when it's 2-1. to one. Taylor Hall was playing out of his mind. Uh, David Pasternak just couldn't get a handle on certain shots. Uh, I was very happy with the way that uh, Nosek – uh, Lazar and Felino play that like fourth lines can win you Stanley Cups, and I was happy with the way they played in that game. Um, the third line, Charlie Coyle, I thought had a great game. What my concern is, Brad Marchand needs to be Brad Marchand. He has played like absolute shit in the last half month of the year. Like it is unbelievable. He has one goal in his past fifteen games. The Bruins are where he they are. They're in. It was an empty netter, exactly. I was, I was, I meant to say that. I forgot. I'm a little worked up over here. He scores that one goal in his past 15 games. This team runs on Brad Marchand. You could say what you want about Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak. Brad Marchand, the work he puts in on the ice, the 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 way he he enters the zone, he puck handles, he finds people, he makes plays, even if he's not on the score sheet. He was involved in the play in one way or another. He needs to get to that. He can't lose this this mental battle with whatever was said in the regular season with him and Vincent Trocek. And then now Vinny Trocek scoring goals and he's not that he needs to take leadership and, you know, be the Brad Martian, the 100 point guy that he is. And I do believe that he will do that. I've seen him do it in many, many seasons in the playoffs. Uh, and then not to mention Taylor Hall and David Poshnack playing on what you call line two. Um, I love the way Allmark played. Yeah, you look at the final score of the game, 5-1 final, you're going to think, oh, start Jeremy Swayman in game two. I thought that was going to be the case. I would, I Going into this uh, series, I wanted Allmark to start game one. He was the better goalie in the final stretch. Now you have two goalies who, you know, both neither of them have played in the playoffs. One kind of a, is kind of a more of a veteran in the NHL. One is 23 years old. Um, and you have the, the veteran guy who's been playing out of his mind in the final week of the season. You go with Allmark. And he played very good. If you watch the game, there was a lot of goals where you kind of had to pin it on the Bruins, some deflections. The the odd man rushes were totally in favor of Carolina. You can't let that happen. Uh, so I like the, the call with Bruce to go back with Allmark in game two. Let him, you know, let him know that, hey, dude, this isn't your fault. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're fine. Let's win this game in Carolina and go back to Boston tied one goal. That's, what, that's what's going to happen. That's where I'm at. I'm not worried one bit. I'm sticking with everything I got, the Bruins in five. Frank? Joe, I'm sorry. I went with the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> what the fuck? 
And this is where I knew I'd be the odd man. Out. Yeah, but when Vinny said you, Frank, you might not be the odd man out. Frank's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I got to be Sometime. honest with you. I went with the Carolina Hurricanes. I think um, that I think it's probably the worst matchup the Bruins could have went up against. I think they'd have a better chance against the Panthers. I think they'd have a better chance against the Lightning, the Leafs. I just I think of all eight playoff teams, obviously seven, not including the Bruins. I think the the Carolina Hurricanes are like their kryptonite, and I mean the Hurricanes have beat them four straight, and in those four they've outscored them twenty one to two. I was kind of shocked that Allmark started Joe. I text you. I goes, "Where's where Swayman at?" I mean, I, I didn't like that you're starting a guy. I mean, neither have playoff experience, but you're starting a guy who just the Carolina Hurricanes own. He's got an above four ERA against the Hurricanes and a team that's already owning you. I just, I don't like it. If it was up to me, I'd start swimming tonight. Um, I don't know. I think it's very unlucky. Bruins had 107 points and have to face the Carolina Hurricanes, but that's my pick. I got the Carolina Hurricanes winning the series and I have them going to the Stanley Cup to play the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, oh. Hurts my hurts my heart, Frank. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry, Jay. I'm sorry. Um, Do you have a rebuttal? Yeah, you know, we're supposed to be in this together. We're family, <laughs> and he just honestly took a big shit. I'm not picking with my heart. I'm picking with what I think. Two of our three teams got eliminated. We were supposed to come together as one. Now, yeah. now here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's gonna happen. The bees are gonna win, and he's gonna have a little personal vendetta against them. The rest no, of the I'm not. <laughs> If the bees win, I'm not. It's nothing against you. I'm just not choosing with. I'm just choosing who I think. Um, the only yeah, Allmark is for sure starting tonight. The only the only lineup changes between this and game one is uh, they made a slight defensive pairing change. Uh, Lindholm is now paired with Brandon Carlo for the first time, and Grizzly got moved up to play with McAvoy again. So hopefully that helps. I picked the Bruins. Um, if they win tonight, then win both in Boston, then lose game five, then win game six is my prediction. Um, I've seen the Bruins go down 0-1 to a team that dominated them in the regular season before. And then, I've seen it. It seems like that's like the, the, the theme. It's like, it's like the theme with the Bruins. And, it, and it, they just do it knowing it gives me like anxiety attacks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, we got the Bruins winning. Now it's time for the fight. <clears throat> <clears throat> Frank, I'm gonna need you to, to back me up. I don't care what he says. I want <laughs> you. Just, you you I just want turned you. Your... I want you. Frankie uses logic in his argument against them. It's bullshit logic, but at least he uses logic. You just put on your anti-blue colored glasses, and you have what you have. The Toronto Maple Leafs are hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game One, or in the first round series of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And in game one, the Toronto Maple Leafs just shit on the Toronto or on the Tampa Bay Lightning. It is a bad time to be a Maple Leafs hater. Let me give you some stats. Okay. Mitch Marner had gone 18 straight playoff games without a goal. That's one of the reasons that they just kept losing playoff series after series after series was that their top guys weren't stepping up. Marner goes out there. And not only does he end his goal drought, he has one goal and two assists to kill his little drought. He helps Austin Matthews score two goals and add one assist. Austin Matthews already scored the number of goals that Frankie said he needed to score in the uh, series in order for them to win. Now I think 
the fact that he has two in the first game, the bar set even higher. Of course, I understand that. But this team, Tavares had an assist. Nylander, who has been their best playoff guy in the last three years, is the only one of the big four that didn't have a point. So expect a big game from him at home where they were just bad all season long. They beat the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Joseph, now Frank, I'll start with you on this one, actually. Who did you pick? Are you going to change it? And why? I'm not changing my pick. I chose the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think the Toronto Maple Leaf, that was just a fluke. Um, I mean, let's not forget, this is a team that led 3-1 against the Montreal Canadiens and then ended up choking. So I don't care if it's 3-0. I still won't believe it till I see it. Um, Jack Campbell isn't going to be able to shut down the Tampa Bay offense. Every game like that. No way. Now, the only thing that the Leafs had going for him, that I give him credit, is that Matthews did have two goals and an assist. Uh, right? He did have an assist. Yeah, yep. he had two goals mm-hmm. and an assist in game one. So that that's the biggest reason why I think that they were able to win because every other year he's done jack shit. They get bounced in the first round. But, no, I just I i don't believe it. They're not a good home team. I The Lightning are going to come out swinging tonight. I don't think the Leafs have a chance in tonight's game. And I would be shocked if the Leafs won this series. Joe, you complete moron. Leafs versus Lightning. The way you're reacting, it's like they're up 3 nothing. They won one game. The outcome of they- that – Dominating the outcome of this game. series, the outcome of this series is no different than the outcome in like the LA series where it was a one goal game or the Pittsburgh what about series. The, that, what that about we'll the uh, about. what about the Minnesota series? Blues dominated, but you still think the Wild are going to win them? Yeah, the Blues. It was literally the same exact score. Yeah. Okay, I think the Wild have a and chance the Blues, to come back. And the Blues were on I the road. The, you can think a team is going to be able to come back, and you can think a team is going to continue riding their momentum. Okay. They won their home game, as they should. If Tampa Bay wins tonight, there's no way you can be saying all the dumb shit you're saying right now. They're like I have, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning in seven games. There's a reason I picked seven. No shit, I hope the Leafs can win a fucking game. But they're not going to be able to do what they just did every single game. They're not going to be able to. And in the games that they're not able to do that, the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to do that. You think you're going to hold Kucherov, Stamkos? How many looks did Stamkos have? Yeah, they had a five-minute major from the disgusting hit from Kyle Clifford. Disgusting. The Leafs had more chances on the five-minute major killing the damn penalty. Exactly. You think that's going to happen to the Tampa Bay Lightning every single time? The Leafs are ready to play against the Lightning. You're not going to win every no. year. The Lightning the, can't win no. every year. We'll the see Lightning how many players. Play is bad. The Lightning power play is terrible, and this is somebody who like watches the Bruins play regularly. We'll see how many – like. You know, terrible, disgusting plays the Leafs need to make in order to make this series close. I don't know how if they're just trying to take out the Lightning guys and and all the NHL. What do they do? One game. That's that's what they did with that. But the NHL sees it as five, if anybody should be mad, it's Blues fans. Spurgeon should have gotten a game. I can't believe we forgot to touch on that. Spurgeon should have gotten cross check to the ankle. Oh, stop it! Nothing, nothing like that, if a Leaf would have did that, they should have been kicked out of the league. For they should have got a Leaf. A Leaf did something play. worse. A Leaf did something worse. He checked a guy who didn't even have a puck into the boards on the numbers, and he gets one game. It was a bad hit. It was a five. It was a game terrible game. hit. One playoff game is five regular season games. No, that's that is, bullshit. That is stated by the NHL. That is stated by the NHL. That's bullshit, because if, if a certain guy in black and gold were to do something like that, he'd be getting the rest of the fucking cup. <laughs> well, that guy should just that guy should start scoring some goals. 
<coughs> and he and he will and he will and he will he will just like just like Steven Stamkos will just like Nikita Kucherov will. Yeah, there's no way Jack Campbell holds out and, and, and you, you will you be touched the, on it too that Jack Campbell's not the answer for Toronto and that you're shocked that they didn't go out and get a goalie. So how is no, he going to keep no, this up all game? You're right. I did say that, but he did get hot in the regu- last week of the regular season. He had a shutout in the last week of the regular season too. He's feeling good right now. Uh, in a seven-game series, though, I don't think he's going to be able to contain it. I lost the championship because of Jack Campbell. You'll be the first person to admit that Andre Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the world, probably right now. He's yeah, the he's going to come in second for the Vesna Trophy. He might be the second. You best think goalie he's just going to give up five goals every single game? He's going yeah, to come well, to play. Well, and just wait. If he wins tonight and they go back with home ice advantage, technically, and against these schmucks, going to Amelie Arena. Dude, you're acting like this series is three nothing Leafs. It's it's one nothing. There's no difference no. from a five in the playoffs. Here's what I've learned: there's no difference from a five nothing final in game one, a seven nothing final final game, or a one zero final in quadruple overtime. At the end of the day, that series is one nothing the other team, and the Leafs are gonna or the Lightning are gonna win tonight and tie this series up. I couldn't agree more that the Lightning very well could win this series. I'm not acting like they're up 3 nothing. I'm telling you that this is a different Leafs team than we've ever seen before. Austin Matthews is the best player in the NHL. Mitch Marner is just on outworldly this year. Tavares is feeling good. Nylander's getting on the score sheet tonight. You, That's a Vinny Parisi guarantee. Um, Jared says Lightning will even it up tonight. Tampa has felt out the Leafs and know what it takes to win. Watch for Tampa players to start getting under the skin of Toronto. That's very possible. I don't think necessarily to, I don't think it's a guarantee that the Leafs win this game tonight, but it's going to be a long series. The Leafs are better than either of you give them credit for, and they have a serious chance to end that postseason series win drought this year. They do. Um just not going to happen against these lightning it sucks that they had frank you were saying it sucks that the 107 point bruins have to go up it sucks that these uh, toronto maple Leafs have to go against the two-time stanley cup champion who i'm not saying are going to win the cup but they're not getting first round eliminated to these bums these no, 30 no. players i'm just waiting for i'm waiting for poppy to do something stupid cross check another guy in the face and get a slap on the hand yeah then he won't be scoring goals Pablo, I'm growing a mustache for Pablo. I'm shaving the rest of my – I'm growing the Pablo mustache until the Leafs get eliminated, and I'm telling you right now, this is the year for the Leafs. I don't know about winning the Cup. I didn't pick them to win the Cup. I didn't pick them to make it to the Cup, but I'm riding with them to the Cup unless they play the Bruins. But <clears throat> Mr. Pablo himself is on another level. They're not shutting him down either. Everything you said about Stamkos and Kucherov, the guys who are – It's down. been – been Nothing. one game in, in Toronto. No shot. They don't have anybody. They don't have a third line like they used to. They don't have Coleman and Goudreau and Palat to shut down a top team's line anymore. Austin you know, played with their food the other day. He took advantage of a Vasilevsky mistake. They outchanced the uh, Lightning when they were shorthanded for five minutes. The, the Lightning looked like they were shorthanded and they had the extra guy for the entire five minutes. Not going to be like this every single game. I'm telling no, you, not. the Lightning aren't going to get swept. The Tampa Bay Lightning are going to look like a completely different team tonight, and, and so are the Maple Leafs because they're not going to look. They like will because they're not going to be as good as they were. <laughs> no, no, they can't play like that and win again. They have to. They're going to have to win a couple low-scoring games where Matthews does what he does, and they're going to give up a goal or two. There's no doubt they got to win a game three to two. The Leafs, of the Leafs not don't lose every game five zero. I'm not stupid. Or the Leafs do not win low-scoring games. Why? Yeah, they, they don't. Do. No, they don't. They I... That is the best Leafs team in your life. 
It is. I'll admit that. They have a 60-goal scorer. They have the highest goal single-season goal-scoring American, do they not? Yeah, Matthews broke that record. He broke that record like March. Okay. It is the best Leafs team. Anyone who argues that is just stupid. I don't care how many cups those guys in the fucking 60s have or whatever. No. I don't give a shit about that. This is the best Leafs team, and they still stink. They don't stink. And one of the Lightning or Leafs are going to be gone after the first round, and that's one of the major problems with the current NHL alignment. I, I think you would agree with that. Yes, I do agree with that. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> well, we'll leave it at that for now. The Leafs are going to make you cry. And next week on this show, when they're up 3-1, to one, you're going to say, last year they were up 3-1 to one to the Montreal Canadiens. And that's going to happen again that the team wins three straight. The Leafs never learned their lesson. Lightning in five. Yeah, well, you think they're going to win four straight after getting dummied 5 nothing? I think it's possible. Frank, if that happens, Frank, I'll buy you $20 worth of Taco Bell and watch you eat it. $20 worth of Taco Bell. If that if they win four straight, that's a sweep. If they win four straight, you have to buy each of us a, a Tampa Bay shirt. Holy shit, dude. And what if the Leafs win? What if then the Leafs win? That's not like, I mean, I have seven years. Yeah, you fucking shut your mouth. <laughs> What no? What if the Leafs win? Win what? The series? You're so confident that it's That's... impossible that I want something if they win. If they if I make that, I didn't say it's impossible. I picked Tampa in seven games. Guess what? That means the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win three games. So they just crossed off one of those wins. So if anything, I'm on my way to being right. There you go. <laughs> That's our segment on the Leafs versus the Lightning. Joey and Frankie give the Leafs no respect. Um, I'm, I'm a little surprised surprised from Frankie. I'm a little surprised from Frankie because one game doesn't matter. One game doesn't mean Carolina hurricanes who haven't proven Jack ass in the last, you know, 20 years since winning the cup in 06, which coincidentally, I'm pretty sure is the last time the Leafs won a playoff series. They haven't done Jack shit. They went 15 years without making the playoffs in general until two years ago. And now the Carolina Hurricanes, but for the Leafs, for some reason, though, because they keep running into the teams that end up going to the Cup, if the Lightning beat the Leafs, they're going to the Cup again. The what? Yeah. That's like going back on your claim that the Florida Panthers would beat them. No, no, yeah, look, he he, he instantly retracted (laughs) that. I told you there was a series I was worried about. I did say that earlier in the show. I, I saw something in that game. That really scares the crap out of me on what day was it Monday? We'll we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. But you know, one of us will be right, one of us will be laughing in the other person's face. Oh will the series be over a week from now? Frankie thinks so because he thinks the lightning are gonna win for straight. <laughs> we'll be celebrating next Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what's gonna be funny though if the Leafs win? You guys are gonna sit there and go. Well, there's no chance that they beat the Washington Capitals or the Florida Panthers, whoever they play, and I'm just going to be like, okay. Game five is Tuesday of next week. So, Frank, Perfect. we're celebrating We're celebrating uh, the reverse sweep on next week's show. I'm bringing champagne to the show. Oh, yeah. Complete Muppets. The Leafs, they won at home. Matthew scored. Marner scored. All the things that were negatives about them, they shit down their throat on – Monday, and they're going to do the exact same thing tonight. I don't know about 5 nothing, but I need Pablo to come through for me here. I know you're watching, Austin. I know you're watching. I'm just happy those guys – here's what I'm happy about. 
I'm happy that those guys, you know, performed well for the Leafs on the same game that the Lightning just completely shit the bet. Because the fa- the odds of both of those things happening again are not going to happen. John Cooper said it himself, and yeah, you, you, the head coach is going to say shit like this, but I agree with it. You want John Cooper to say? I agree with John it. He, Cooper to be like, yeah, they shit on us. We got no chance. What no, he's what he said was, yeah. I'm pretty sure, or he said something along the lines of, um, it didn't take much to beat us tonight. Meaning he knows his team played like dog shit. Coaches always say when they get fucked. Okay, the coach said that, but I'm me as a as a observer is also saying that a lot of people as observers are saying if you fucking have a I'm hockey saying, brain, there's no if you have a hockey brain, if you have a brain, you're gonna after watching some of that game, and it was going on at the same time as the Bruins, so like I wasn't fully invested as I would have liked to be. Um, if you have a hockey brain and you saw anything on that game, you know the Tampa Bay Lightning just played like shit, and when you're playing a good like team in the because Toronto made them play like shit. That is a fact. See, you're giving Do I Toronto think they're going to play like shit like that again? No. But sometimes guys just sometimes don't come to play, and that's what happened to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Do you know? I literally think Austin Matthews is the greatest five-on-five goal scorer I've ever seen. Because here's the thing: Ovechkin needed he needs people to pass him the puck on the power play he's the greatest goal scorer i've ever seen and i think he's going to break gretzky's record but he he needs a centerman or a defenseman to feed him one tease on the power play there's no doubt matthews doesn't need help from anyone he just needs to get shots on goal and 20 percent of them go in so matthews is coming they're not they're not everything you said about the le- the lightning is true they are going to come out tonight a different team. But do you think the Leafs are just going to like pull back now that they won a game 5 nothing? Their coach, ha- telling, their coach, Sheldon Keefe, is telling them all the same shit you to- you just said. Sheldon Keefe is telling them, those lightning, they're mad. Stamkos, Kucherov. I get that. And it's, it's hard. It's more difficult to do what you did the game before, which is what they need to do. It was perfect from the Leafs in game one. It's harder to come out in game two and do exactly what you already did than it is to be better. Okay. I just think Tampa Bay is just too smart of a team to let that happen again. But they're eventually, experience. eventually, experience. eventually, experience. it does. Eventually, I'm not saying end. they're going to the win Hawks, the cup. The Hawks lost to Nashville. Um, yeah, I'm not saying they're going to win the cup either. No, I'm not, they're not going to win the cup, the, but they're the not going to lose to a Nashville. team that can't win a first round series. The Hawks lost to Nashville in 2017. The Hawks were more experienced. They had better players. They were the smarter team, and Nashville shit on them. That that happens with elite teams sometimes. When two really good teams play each other. Yeah, but the Hawks didn't have that hit. same roster that they had. I mean, Tampa. look at Tampa's roster. <clears throat> no, changed. but the Hawks still had Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, and Corey Crawford. The Lightning still have Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kudrow, Braden Point, Victor Edmund, and Andre Vasilevsky. Like, the core is still there. But the Leafs' core is no joke. The Leafs have better forwards than Tampa. That's my opinion. But Tampa has a better defense and a better goalie. So, we'll see what happens. I'm ex- are, are you excited about this series, though? Does, does this little inner podcast rivalry, like, are you having fun with it or are you just mad? 
I have nothing to be mad. I have nothing to be mad about. I I have Toronto winning three games. You're mad. You were mad. mad. You were mad as shit at hockey on Monday. There's just no way you weren't. The Bruins hockey, got yeah. fucked. No the shit. Leafs fucked. Oh shit! What do you want me to be happy? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, but like your whole hockey world, your like, whole hockey world came down on you on Monday. Did you go one and three on Monday? You went one and three on Monday. You might have had. Oh, for the love of salmon sandwiches! You might have had your worst hockey day. That was Joey in the NFL playoffs level Monday for you. The only thing you got right was the Blues. But that's a good thing about hockey opposed to football. Yeah, it's seven games. I, I didn't have a single sweep this year. No, so. me either. I never have a sweep any year. I think whenever Frankie likes to talk about flukes, I think anytime I there's a sweep. Anytime there's a sweep, I think that's a fluke. Like yeah. sweeps are flukes. You should win one game out of seven, or out of five. What like whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying. So yeah. another game that went on yesterday, it had its uh, series debut, was probably the most exciting game of the playoffs so far, I would say. And that is the game between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers. The Pittsburgh Penguins needed triple overtime for Evgeny Malkin to tip a John Marino shot past the goaltender Igor Shesterkin. And the Pittsburgh Penguins win game one. Joe, I'll start with you on this one, because believe it or not, an hour ago I started with Frankie on the Leafs Lightning series. <laughs> an hour ago. It felt like an hour conversation. Um, who do you have? Are you going to keep it that way? And why? I have the Rangers. I'm obviously keeping it that way. Uh, I have the Rangers in seven games. Now, this is a much different feel to the previous series we just talked about with a seven-game series, mm-hmm. where – there's going to be games in the series we just talked about, like we saw on Monday, five nothing. The Leafs win. I think the Lightning are going to win a, a blowout here or there. I wouldn't be surprised if every single one of this Rangers Penguin series is a one goal game. We're going to see a lot of overtime. Um, you know, and you, I'm going to sound like a clown for saying this because, yeah, of course I'm going to say this. I, I saw that going into this series and obviously it came true. I didn't, and I'm not saying I sit here and predict the triple overtime. When you but, say that stuff, I don't think you're, we admit when we're wrong on this show. Yeah. Um, going into the series, I, I would have probably said like, you know, there's going to be a lot of overtime in this series and sure as shit. First game goes to triple overtime. Uh, Jake Gensel is, there's no difference for this guy, whether it's regular season playoffs, like he is a bona fide goal scorer. Um, there's always going to be the people who say, well, yeah, when you're playing with Sidney Crosby, you're going to become a, a gifted goal scorer like Chris Kunitz in the past, Pascal Dupuis at times. I disagree. Jake Gensel, before Gensel. Jake Gensel is a legitimate goal scorer in the NHL. He proved it yesterday. He's going he's gonna to need to be essentially their best player, um, their best consistent goal scorer in the playoffs. Obviously, you're going to have Crosby. You're going to have overtime heroes like Evgeny Malkin. He's um, their second best player still. Yeah, but the pass he uh, made to Rust was, mm. yeah. So it, it's just going to be a lot of you know the the Hall of Famers coming to play for Pittsburgh, but then you look at that Rangers side, man, and and God, they're going to be tough to beat. I think this is going to be a very fun series. I'm still sticking with the Rangers. I would have liked them to get off uh, to Game One, especially you know with the series starting off at home for them, but they're going to be able to win games in Pittsburgh. I'm not worried about that. I think they have uh, the 
probably one of the best defensemen in the league in the world and Adam Fox and he opened up the scoring of this game. So I don't know. I'm sticking with the range. I just think it's going to be a very, very close series. Bet the other, bet the underdog, the plus one and a half. Just throw it on any parlay and it'll hit. Frank? I got the New York Rangers coming out of this series against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I really like the way Shesterkin's been playing. He's my pick for the Vezina. I mean, his numbers are just unreal. Um, I think it's going to be hard for Pittsburgh to keep up what they did yesterday. I mean, they had 83 shots on goal. We saw a combined 151 total shots on goal. Uh, Shesterkin became second in most career playoff saves. Um, it's just it, it, the Rangers, they have a lot going on. Panarin, like I said, is going to be a force to be reckoned with in this series. Um, I think the biggest thing that helped the Penguins win yesterday is I'll read just – these are their per, most prolific players. you got Melkin, Crosby, Latang, Rust, and Gensel. Those five players, those are going to be the players that – completely take over the Pittsburgh Penguins and give the Penguins the best chance of winning on every, any given night, they combined for 10 of 11 points yesterday, which just proves if all of them are on their game, they're going to be a hard team to take down. But I think the New York Rangers with Shesterkin and everybody else on the team, Fox, Panarin, who else, whatever, Carter, I think they're, they're going to just be able to win over their series. I don't see it going seven games. I could see the Rangers winning in six. All right, we've yet to go three for three on a series because I picked the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I was a little worried. Shesterkin played out of his mind. Now there's talk about Georgiev starting game two because he basically played two full games uh, yesterday. And if Georgiev plays game two and Pittsburgh shits on him, it's over um, for me. The thing, the thing that's crazy, Crosby might have had his best playoff game that he's ever had. And this is a guy with three Stanley Cups. And many playoff points and two Conn Smythe trophies, they were they outchanced the Rangers when Crosby was on the ice, twenty-eight to two. That is unbelievable. The Crosby Gensel line is unreal right now. Shesterkin's the best goalie in the league right now. At least he was this season. We'll talk about that in the third period. Um, he could steal them the series. Because he played out of his mind, they the Rangers didn't deserve to get to overtime yesterday. The Penguins were the better team, and the Rangers have the better goalie. Um, my one worry with my pick, I'm not going to flip. I can't flip. I'm not flipping really on any. But if Louis Domingue, who played outstanding at the end of double overtime and all of triple overtime yesterday, but if they have to use their third string goalie for the rest of the series, then I would probably think the Rangers take it. But if the Smith can get back in there, or if by some, you know, I don't know the f- full status of them, if they can get Tristan Jari back, then I think that will go a long way as well. But yeah, I got the Pittsburgh Penguins and I'm sticking with it. I was very, very, very happy. I picked right in Bucci Overtime Challenge yesterday and he didn't retweet me. So fuck you, John. Um, oh, oh, hey, oh, oh. <laughs> he's busy. He's he's all over here calling games and stuff. He he retweeted people who picked Malkin. He there was Bougie overtime challenge yesterday. Every playoff game that goes to overtime, I picked Malkin and Lafreniere, and Malkin scored. I don't know why I picked Lafreniere. Of course, that guy's not scoring. No, I'm, he actually had a really good year. So that's another good good Ranger player. But the fact that the Rangers got off to a lead and blew it with that goalie. 
that's two goal lead. Yeah, they got they had a two goal lead, and they blew it with that guy in net. Talking about Chesterkin, that's a tough loss, and he played two full games essentially. So if they start Georgiev, but then what if they start Chesterkin and he's not on his game because he's got fatigue or whatnot? That's possible too. So I think get going that far into overtime and losing tough for the Rangers. So hopefully that sticks. Let's go pens. The last series. Are we going to go unanimous on this one? Even though we all might've been unanimous on the Colorado series. Oh yeah. You're right. And Calgary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You're right. We did go. Thanks for calling me out on that. Cause I was wondering the Washington capitals played against the Florida Panthers on Monday. And the Panthers had a lead late, and they blew it. They blew it. My Stanley Cup champion, the team that I picked to win the Stanley Cup in my bracket, they blew it to the Washington Capitals. Frank, who did you pick? Would you change? Why? I would not change. I chose the Florida Panthers, and much like the rest of the series that have just gone one game, I'm not worried. I do think the Washington Capitals are the weakest Eastern Conference playoff team in the playoffs. Just, I mean, you just got to look at the teams and the I think the proof is in the pudding. Uh, the Capitals surprised me for sure, but the Panthers disappointed me. Um, the Panthers' defense just didn't show up. You can't allow 38 shots in a playoff game, let alone a regular season game. Um, so with it being a playoff game, you let up 38 shots on goal against the Washington Capitals. I mean, the Panthers are better than this. They won the President's Trophy. We all know what they're capable of. Um Another thing that uh, I think factored into the Washington Capitals winning is they were able to shut down Huberto and Barkov, who combined for zero points. When they're contained, they're a very beatable team. I mean, look at Joe. We saw the Boston Bruins beat the Florida Panthers. Um, I mean, the Panthers are a very beatable team if you know how to do it. I just don't see the Washington Capitals keeping it up for a seven-game series. Um, So I'm going to stick with the Florida Panthers, probably winning in five or six. Joe? Um. I'm going to stick with – I have the Florida Panthers. I'm going to stick with them. Um, and I, I don't necessarily think – I never thought it was going to be a sweep or maybe even five because, you know, say what you want. There's a lot of pressure on these Florida Panthers. They are the undoubtedly best team in the league, and now they have to they have to prove it. And the Washington Capitals are not just going to – you know, they're not an easy opponent regardless of what you, you think about them in the season they had. They actually had a phenomenal stretch at the end of the season. Um I think another guy who had a phenomenal stretch, who I, I actually think, especially depending on how game two goes, could see ice time, and that's Spencer Knight. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised one bit if they end up going with him, especially if they lose both games in Florida. Like, you got to switch something. And Spencer Knight was hot at the end of the regular season. So we'll see what happens there. But um, I agree. I don't think uh, – yeah, they were contained in game one, Frank Barkov and Huberdeau, but those are two guys that you're not going to be able to contain for very long. So – if they're able to get going and then on top of Claude Giroux scoring, um, it was a close game. They, they Without the empty netter, it's a one-goal game. So, I mean, uh, there's a lot of pressure on the Florida Panthers, but I think ultimately they'll still get it done. They, they got to win the second game, though. I mean, going back to Washington, down 2 nothing. I don't know then. I might be changing my tune after game two, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't think Washington is as weak as people think. Um, I think the Rangers are the weakest team in the Eastern Conference. I think they're a pretty good team with an outstanding goalie. Um, Washington got really hot at the end of the year. I mean, Joe, you saw them play the Bees. They mm-hmm. they got really hot at the end of the year. And Ovechkin got to 50 again. 
I think he's going to get to 50 again next year if he's healthy. Um, he looked motivated in that game. We got a goal from Timothy Jimothy, which I think is outstanding. I love when TJ Oshie scores goals. Um, Washington's tough. They, they have a lot of experience. They're kind of like the Kings of the East, like that team that they got some new players, like they get contributions from Connor McMichael and stuff like that, um, which where do Connor McMichael's parents get off naming him Connor? Like we have two Connor Mix in the playoffs. Like get out of here, Connor McMichael. Change your name. Just kidding. They were, they're like McDavid was probably like four when McMichael was born. Um, yeah, I picked Florida. I think they're gonna win the. Or I had them winning the cup, but I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm not gonna flip. But that's the game. That's the series I was talking about. We were talking about the West when you guys first said you're not gonna flip on any. I'm not gonna flip. <laughs> That'd be the ultimate flip. Because I've been riding with the Panthers since, you know, September, Joe. Is that when I made my first Panther claim? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you lose game one in kind of heartbreaking fashion like that. You better come and win game two. Like, this is different to me than the Leafs and the Lightning or the Wild and the Blues. Like, the home team can't go down 0-2. Like, That's the Leafs, if they lose tonight, if you guys are right and the Leafs lose tonight, they go to Tampa tied 1-1. Then if you're the Leafs, you got to steal one in Tampa. Same thing with the Wild. The Wild are in the same boat as the Panthers. But I think the Wild, they're a little more battle-tested, I think, most of their core. And I don't know. It, it just feels different. Like, Flor like, we've seen the Wild do stuff. We haven't seen the Florida Panthers do stuff. They're the longest drought series win of any team in the playoffs, 1996 was the last time that the Florida Panthers won a playoff series, which really funny how the Leafs are the joke of the NHL with that, but not the Panthers. But, you know, it is what it is. The Panthers, they have a really good roster. Um, people started talking about Joel getting reinstated to come coach in the NHL again. Eh, I don't know about that yet. I don't know how I feel about that. He's an elite coach, but some of the stuff doesn't sit well with me as far as being a human but i think joe you have the bruins coming out of the east yes frank you have the carolina hurricanes and i have the florida panthers so another trio of teams here um do you <clears throat> think one of our three teams actually gets there now i do um i think the hardest challenge for the bruins is that carolina hurricane so yes if the carolina hurricanes come out of that series i, 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 I gotta be honest last. If the Bruins beat the Hurricanes, they're going to the Cup, I think. So me and Frankie agree with each other. I think I think it's so unlucky that the Bruins got matched up with the Hurricanes and just how much they dominate them. And they play any other team, I'm taking the Bruins in the first round. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even the Panthers. I don't care who they're playing. I've seen it from the Bruins oh, all yeah. year how well they could dominate teams. The only mm -hmm. team that I haven't seen the Bruins dominate is the Carolina Hurricanes. And that's what yeah. made me nervous. And that's a fair, and that's a fair point because, yeah, honestly – See, the thing with the Leafs, they only played them three times this year. This is what I hate about the alignment. Yeah, I hate the way the playoffs are right now in terms of mm -hmm. certain teams playing. Mm -hmm. Here, here's what I hate about the alignment. The Leafs are a division rival. Both teams are at the height of their powers that they have been in, in the past, you know, five years or so. And in the regular season, they only played the Leafs three times. Really? Yeah. They only played the Leafs three times. There's three 
division or there's two teams from each division that you only get stuck playing three times. Um, and if it if changing that meant not playing every team in the league once, I'm okay with that. I don't need to see the Bruins play Seattle Kraken in the regular season. I don't need to see it. I'd rather more games against the division opponents to prevent stuff like that. The last they only played them three times, the Leafs, and the one of the games was the final game of the season where the Bruins top six were out. Their top three D were out. They were literally resting everyone. Austin well, Matthews didn't play. Too. John Tavares didn't play. Matthew. Mitch Marner didn't play. And, uh, Morgan Riley didn't play. Like none of the Leafs big guys and none of the big Bruins big guys. It was a preseason game. It was a preseason to the postseason game. Um, and then before that, I believe it was in like January or something. How are teams playing in January? How does that affect what's going on in April? It doesn't. So I hate the way the alignment is for that because the Bruins haven't even got a good look at the legit Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, in months, so that's fair. I think we're not giving enough respect as a podcast to the Leafs Lightning series as a whole. I think the winner of that series could easily go to the Cup. You know, I, I probably would roll with one of our three teams if I had to bet on it. But the winner of that Lightning Leafs series could absolutely make noise the rest of the way. Um, I don't. Know, I got. I got one of our three in the Cup as well. If the, if the Hurricanes beat the Bruins, then yes, they probably will continue to dominate because they just beat the best team in the league. Well, I think the Hurricanes would beat the Penguins or the Rangers. And I think, I the, think Bruins the Bruins or the Hurricanes would beat any team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, except the Leafs. Okay, so me so and Frank, you're literally on the same exact page except uh, that first round. Yeah. I don't disagree, though, with either of your guys' Bruins or Hurricanes takes. Not one bit. It's hard for me to I'd back like up to anything he said it's yeah. I also don't think Auntie Rance is going to be able to do that every game. So they need Freddie back. Um, but I mean, it's hard to disagree because even before Monday's game, it was you, you could argue it's even worse. Sixteen goals for Carolina, one goal for Boston, and they lost three three zero in their season series. So being outscored sixteen to one in a season series, like it's hard to say that team is just going to come out and figure it out against these guys. But playoffs are a different game, and hopefully. Uh, Hope of the Beast steal one here in Carolina. When the Bruins were out shooting them 10-2 to 2 in the first period, and I told you that that's ugly, like you need to score, and that usually works in the favor of the team getting dominated because if they come down and score on their next chance, yet they're still getting outshot 10-3 to 3, but winning one nothing, that kind of played for the Bruins Hurricanes game there. That like I was half kidding, but I also wasn't because I've seen so many games where the New Jersey Devils – dominate the first half of the first period. I'm talking out shooting the team um, 10-2. They might even get one. And then either winning one nothing or tied 0-0, they let the other team come and get one on like their fourth shot. And then they just dominate the rest of the game and the Devils lose 5-0 after just dummy. You got to get one home early if you're going to dominate like that. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, yeah. For me, it comes down to the power play. Their power play needs to be better. They need to score on the power play. They can't. They were 0 for 30 something, and like they finally started going in the final couple games of the season. But I look at things in a long term, large sample size stretch. Marcia needs to be better. The power play as a whole needs to be better. They need to capitalize on chances. You can't out, out shoot them 14 to two or whatever it was at one point. Um, and I honestly think that this team, from what I've seen, are, are capable of fixing these mistakes. I expect a very early goal today. The first goal wasn't scored. It was scored by Slavin, that, that deflection. Or, or Jarvis, I'm sorry. Uh, I think Slavin took the shot. 
Uh, that came at like 24 minutes into the game, so early into the second period. I expect a girl with a goal within the first five minutes of the game today. Type in at Vinny Parisi, Seth Jarvis on your Twitter, and you'll see how bad I wanted the Devils. That's like my guy. I always have a guy in each draft that no matter what team he gets drafted to, I'll cheer him because I wanted my team to get him that bad. The Devils had three picks. Hey, Ruben. The Devils, the Devils had three picks in the 2020 NHL draft. Eight, or it was seven, 18, and 20. I wanted them to get Jarvis so bad, and the Hurricanes took them right before. I wanted Jarvis so bad. You'll see some nice complimentary tweets of me talking about Seth Jarvis before he was even drafted by the Hurricanes. So congrats to him. I know he's playing the Bees, but you, you can offer up congrats to a guy who's just playing real well. And yeah, shake your head. No, 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 he's a jerk. Yeah. Well, he, well, technically, um, we have a lot to talk about still. I have a very important question to lead off with in period number three. Welcome to period three. Pretend you didn't make your matchups for money. Pretend everything is just your opinion and you're not going based on winning the bracket here. If money wasn't on the table, would you say you like – or no, 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 no. Save what I just said for the next question. Pretend that you – like you don't hate the alignment, right? Do you think all the matchups are good? Joe, I'll start with you. Yeah, I do. Obviously, it's a good matchup. A playoff series between the high-powered Tampa Bay Lightning and the high-powered Toronto Maple Leafs, the – defensive teams and you know I believe both teams were had a pretty low total goals against in the Boston Bruins and Carolina Hurricanes division rivals Pittsburgh uh, New York Rangers playoff history there uh, the, the season history between the Blues and the Wild um, I, I really have not much to complain about about this year's playoff matchup in the first round other than the fact that there's going to be some pretty damn good elite Stanley Cup contenders eliminated after the first round. That's my biggest issue with the alignment. But the one positive, and I've heard Gary Bettman allude to this, is that the way things are aligned guarantees that every first round matchup will be between like division rivals that hate each other or like mm-hmm. a wild card team against the top team that like, and a lot of the times it creates outstanding playoff matchups in the first round. And I would rather the chaos later in the playoffs than early but they believe that having it early creates more intrigue for the rest of the playoffs, which I kind of understand from a business perspective. But, Frank, I'd like your thoughts on that. Yeah, I like the rivalry series we got going on right now. Blues Wild has always been a favorite of mine, dating back for many, many years, back when the Hawks were winning their three Stanley Cups, and we saw a lot of Blues Wild Hawks, Wild Hawks Blues. Penn's Rangers is always good, and it's just got that feeling when you go into Madison Square Garden, Um, and especially with those two teams being on that ice. Bruins Hurricanes, really exciting series. Two top Titans in the Eastern Conference going at it. Kings Oilers is another great series who I think are evenly matched. And I think that series is going to be very entertaining from beginning to end. And let's not forget about Leafs Lightning. I mean, we, we talked about them for a long time in period number two. And for good reason, too, because I think that's going to be an outstanding series as well. So, I mean, I mean, there's a couple series. I mean, I, we'll probably touch on here. Vinny might ask us a question, but... Um, coming up, but yeah, I, I to me, there's five of the eight matchups that are really, really like wow, these are going to be great series. 
Okay, so back to what I was saying. And I agree, by the way. I, I think every series has a little bit of fun. The only one, Nashville versus um, Colorado, they have playoff history. And, you know, they play each other. Nashville has upset them, I believe, even over the Something's years. Something's going on with your mic. No, I, was, I thought it was a connection issue or if it was – you sound muffled. I can't hear you. It's a – How do I sound now? Oh, there you go. Yeah. What would okay. you do? Nothing. I just waited. It probably was a connection thing. Um, I I love all the matchups. So I'm excited to – literally every single game, I'm like, okay, here we go. Even Dallas-Calgary. They don't have much playoff history, but they have played each other. You might remember that year Dallas beat them and – really wasn't even very close. Like Dallas kind of dummied them. Now the tides are kind of turned. Things are different. Each team is led by different guys. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about the playoffs. I brought up earlier, pretend money's not on the table and you don't lose if you're wrong. Is there a series that you hope you're wrong about? Joe, I'll start with you. Um, is there a series that – well, just to finish the did thought on what we were just... Did you pick against yeah, the team yeah, yeah. that you like better? I get, what you, I get what you're saying. Just to finish off a thought on what we were just talking about, um, another problem I have is, like, with there being so many good first rounds, at least for me, I'm, I'm a very bad multitasker. When I'm watching a game, that's the game I'm watching. That's the game I'm invested in and focusing. There's so many good matchups, and obviously Boston is going to be, you know, the peak of my interest. When I'm watching the Bruins-Hurricanes game, it's hard for me to really focus on the Toronto Maple Leafs Tampa Bay series, which is a series that I'm, I'm very interested in, but I don't really get to watch those games live because I'm focused on another series. Whereas if it was differently and you have, you save some of those amazing playoff series and there's always going to be good first round matchups, always, no matter what way you align it. But if you save it for these big division rivals to go at it later in the playoffs, when there's not as many games on, then it, it makes for easier watching for the audience who are actually interested in every single game like we are. So that's kind of that's just another point I have like like to, I know they're staggering by 30 minute increments, but I'm probably not going to see much of the Tampa Bay Toronto series like in real time because I will be heavily invested in the Bruins game and then I'll see the end of it when that game ends. Um, so that's just kind of where I'm at in that. But if I would if money's not an option back to my playoff bracket, um I probably would have Dallas beating Calgary. I do like the Dallas Stars way more than I like the Calgary Flames. For whatever reason, I don't know. I just have the Dallas Stars have always been a team that, that I enjoy. I have everything aesthetically about them is pleasing. I love their jerseys. I love Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, this new guy. Uh, Jason Robertson is, I think, a bona fide goal scorer. So they, and I just, the Calgary Flames have always just been the team. I don't know if it's because of the Battle of Alberta. I always kind of take Edmonton's side on that. Um, just I'm not I don't consider myself a big flames guy so I would probably swap Dallas but besides that honestly like I'd pretty much be happy with every other outcome I have except for uh, in my second round I hope I'm wrong I hope Frankie's right that the Colorado Avalanche go on to the Stanley Cup because I would love to see the Colorado Avalanche beat the St. Louis Blues I just something about the Blues this year makes me pick them so Frank yeah there's a couple series um First off, if the if the Bruins win, I mean, I like the Bruins more than the Hurricanes. I want to see Joey happy, um, so I chose the Hurricanes, but that's only because logically, from what I've seen this season, I felt like that was the right way to go. So, obviously, if I could see the Bruins win that for your sake, Joe, I would take that. Another one um, would be the Minnesota Wild, just because 
it, there's big implications with the Blackhawks if the Wild could progress and Flurry could get four wins. Um, so, I mean, I don't wouldn't necessarily say I like the Wild better than the Blues. I kind of feel the same way about both of them being Blackhawks rivals for so many years, um, each of them. But, I mean, if the Hawks could get that first-round pick, that'd be nice. But ultimately, I think the Blues are going to be the better team here and take the series. All right. Um, the only one I would flip, I think I'd pick. No. Is Mike doing it again? I like I like the Capitals more go. than I like um, the Panthers, I would say. I know I picked the Panthers. In really? Pan- yeah, I love the Capitals. I watch so many Capitals games. Back when I was at like the height of my 3TV prime, I'm kind of in transition still. When I was at the height of my 3TV prime, the Capitals were on one of them every single game, every single time. The Capitals, the Penguins, um, obviously the Wild, the Leafs. Yeah, I love watching the Capitals. Um, I hope I'm dead-ass wrong about the Oilers versus the Kings. And I want the Flames to win. I want the Battle of Alberta in the second round. I think it's possible. I want the Oilers to beat the Kings. And it won't hurt my bracket or really hurt my chances of winning that much because I have the Kings getting bounced in the next round to Calgary anyway. So... Um, yeah, I hope the Oilers beat the Kings. I was a little disappointed in the game. And, you know, if Florida's not going to win the cup and make my bracket have a chance to win, then I would rather, I would rather, um, Edmonton win anyway. So, yeah, that, and that's a good point. Like, I, I like Dallas better as a team, but having that second round matchup with Calgary, Edmonton, which is what I have in my bracket, would be a uh, hockey porn for everybody. It really, really would be. <laughs> I mean, I need the Battle of Alberta in the postseason. It was promised to me each of the last two seasons, and then neither of them freaking came through for me. Calgary decided to be ass last year. And then so it's like, okay, a Leafs-Oilers series would be really cool too. Matthews versus McDavid, the two best players in the NHL. And then they both shit the bed last year too. So go Oilers. Makes me so mad. Um, The season's over. The regular season's over. The votes are in for the Vesna Trophy, the Calder Trophy, the Norris Trophy, the Selkie Trophy, the Hart Trophy. I'm going to ask you who your winner is and who your other two nominees would be. So We're going through all that right now? Just fire them off. Really quick, the Vesna Trophy. Does anybody not have Igor Shesterkin? Take that as a... You said... Yeah, I have Shesterkin too, but you said, does anyone ha- yeah. not have him? So neither of us said it. <laughs> okay. So we all have Igor Shesterkin. I'm curious, Joe, who are your other two nominees? I would agree with you uh, when you said uh, UC Saros. I think he played out of his mind all season long. He is the reason that the National Predators are even in the playoffs. And now you're kind of seeing that right now without him because without him, that team is, is honestly, no- I don't want to say they're nothing. But he is – it's very reminiscent of, like, when we saw Pecorino in that. So, like, he is their number one guy now, and, and he is proving that with his, with his you know, season statistic compared to the rest of the league. So, UC Saros would be um, probably my runner-up. And then in third place, I'll have a guy who's no stranger to the Vezina Trophy nominee, and that's Andre Vasilevsky. I think – I just think he – has been the most consistent goalie for the past three years, and he continued it into this year. He's, he's the Lightning have been a phenomenal team. Even you'd think they'd have somewhat of a, a Stanley Cup hangover times two, I guess you can say. But I mean, they 
we'll see how this series goes. I know they, they didn't really start off great, but Andre Vasilevsky, that's my my other nominee for the Vezina Trophy. Frank, I oddly enough agree with Joey's analysis on all three. Those would be my three nominees as well. I hate when I agree with Joey, but do you agree with us? I would only – I would probably – I'd have to throw in Markstrom in there somewhere. I don't know who I would take out. Saros or Vasilevsky, probably take out Vasilevsky just because – how Saros has been, but Markstrom is really, I mean, he was my early favorite um, coming at like the first few weeks of the season or first couple months of the season. He was one of my favorites to win it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd, I'd like to see him be a nominee or, you know, get some, I, he deserves some votes. Um, I, I think I would vote him fourth looking at my list here. I don't know. I, I just, I think top four, I would have him in the, or the top three, I'd have him in the top three somewhere, but yeah, I agree. Shesterkin for sure. Saros. Yeah. Saros has been out of this world. Um, but I, I'd have to throw in Marks from there over Vasilevsky, I think, just from what I've seen this season. That's fair. Um, this might be the easiest winner. I think Igor Shesterkin's a lock to win the Vesna Trophy. Like, I, I don't even know the prices on any of the betting apps, but my guess is he has the biggest or the cheapest yeah, price. Yeah, I, I saw what the line was on other. Yeah. Minus 4,000. Yeah, that's crazy. He's, I mean, he leads in save percentage goals against by a lot, and he played a lot of games, and he they had a lot of wins. So that's mm-hmm. going to be your Vesna Trophy winner for sure. Where it gets a little bit more interesting are the rest of the awards. Real quick, we could just run through them quickly. The Calder Trophy. Joe, who is your winner? Who are your other two nominees? So I'm going to actually work my way from the bottom up, um, and I do that because I don't know if you're necessarily going to expect me to say this guy is my winner. Um, in third place, I, and I don't know, we're not going to know until we get the full list of the ranking because we're just going to get the three nominees and the winner. They don't rank them like I'm about to. But um, in third place, I would give it to Michael Bunting. Uh, you could say, I mean, I say all my shit about the Leafs. He actually did have a phenomenal year as a rookie. Um, big part of the depth of that Maple Leafs team that I shit on so much. Um, and to come into this league and score 63 points on that team is uh, something that will get your, your name recognized for the rookie of the year. Second place, as much as I want this guy to win it, this is one of those ones I hope I'm wrong about. Trevor Zegras. I would love to see Trevor Zegras win the Calder. I think he is slowly becoming an up-and-coming uh, uh, future face of the NHL, and not only with his on-ice play, but his – animation on the ice i guess you can say you know he's one of the uh, he's always doing something flashy he's one of the, he's probably the flashiest guy in the nhl pulling off michigan's you know doing the fake michigan toss over to sunny milano like these are highlights that are going to be implemented in the video games like these are moves kids are going to be trying on the pond next winter like little kids see that shit and that's just what attracts little kids to the game i feel um and i feel like he's becoming one of the faces of the nhl in short order and he's only a rookie so i would i hope he wins it but there's just a guy over in detroit um and that's uh he plays arguably the hardest position to become elite at uh i'm gonna give it to maurice cider as the rookie of the year uh defenseman for the toronto or for the detroit red wings not alone not only is he great defensively but he's putting up 50 points on a team that's not very good um and the future is bright in Detroit, and he's the front and center of that. So I think he ultimately wins the Calder Trophy. Frank? Um, Joe, my list is a little bit different than yours. Third, I have Lucas Raymond, just because, I mean, Detroit's a very young team here. And Joe, you talked about Cider. 
and they got Raymond too. And, and I mean, they, they got a lot of good things going in that organization. I really like the way Raymond has played all year for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, second, I got Lundell on the Panthers. Missed some time due to injury, but um, which could ultimately hurt him. But I, I really like the way he played. I mean, you're already going to a stacked Florida Panthers team um, and getting to play on such a great franchise right now. Um, I do think that he would come in second in votes. But like I said, uh, the time that he missed could hurt him. I don't know how that will play into it. But the clear favorite, and we may all three of us will agree, Maurice Sider. I mean, this defenseman, eighty. he played on all 82 games, and he had seven goals and 43 assists. That's 50 points for a rookie defenseman, which is just outstanding, especially for a team that didn't even make the playoffs. I mean, they were just clicking. He's just clicking on all cylinders, not to mention he did have two shorthanded assists, so he's playing, he's playing on the penalty kill. I mean, this kid is doing it all. I think that it's Siders to take, and he he would get my vote as for the um, for the Calder Cup trophy. We're three for three on picking Moritz Sider to win the thing. I think he will win it. He's an outstanding defenseman. I'm. We could be talking Norris trophies, you know, in the future. Um, in second, I would give it to Bunting, and then in third, I would go Raymond. So, pretty much a combination of the two lists. Or Joe, do I have the exact same list as you? Um, uh, I yeah. Think I you said Jeremy, Cider. Jeremy no, Swayman. I said Zegers. Oh, Zegers. Uh, Zegers will be I mean, in the top five. Jeremy Swayman I think Zegers gets a nominee. Just, I think he gets a nominee just because the NH. I know that the, I don't know. There's He's something about Zegers. But there's something about Zegers where it's like people love him. I know. It, it's <laughs> like, and it's undeniable. The, the people who get to vote, they like Trevor Zegers is going to become a face of, face of the NHL. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's it's true. And, I, and I think that has part, mm-hmm. and I think that has part to play. Like this dude went to he, they pretty much forced his hand at the All Star game. He was not an All Star yet. They said, "Hey, you're coming in as a celebrity. Put on a show for these kids." And that's what he did. Yeah. Um. I, those are. I think. Um. Swayman will get votes. I think Zegers will get votes. Uh. Name nobody mentioned. Frankie mentioned Lundell. I think he'll get votes. But a name that nobody mentioned is this Geno kid on Nashville, Tanner Geno. 20 he leads all rookies in goals like he'll he'll be up there so you know shout out to all the rookies the nhl it seems like there's more and more calder nominees or like chance to be nominees every single season where like the last couple years it was always the first overall pick a surprise guy and a goalie now there's always like legit seven or eight guys that in december are looking like guys who could win the calder trophy so we mentioned Moritz Sider as all three of us had a chance to win him. I said he has a chance to one day win the Norris Trophy. And speaking of the Norris Trophy, I think there's two clear front runners. Whoever doesn't win will come in second place. And then I, I honestly think there's a, a clear number three. But we'll see if you guys agree. Frank, I'll start with you on the Norris Trophy. Yeah, I mean, this was probably the hardest decision I had to make on who I think is going to win it. I think it, it's literally 50-50. Um, but then after doing some digging, I, I – um, I would pick to win. I'll start with number three, though, and I think that's Adam Fox for the New York Rangers. Um, I think Fox is just, I don't know. I just, from a defenseman point of view, I like what Fox has seen, and ultimately that's contributed to a lot of their success. And you see how he performed in game one of the playoffs, too. I know you don't take in, into consideration the playoffs, but, I mean, it just proves, like, how well of a defenseman he truly is. And getting the scoring capabilities from him is just truly outstanding. Um, second, and this is where it was hard for me. I went with Kale McCarr. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I compared 
I'll just hear it. Second's Makar and first is Roman Yossi. Um, it, I compared both of them. And Makar, you know, he scored more goals. But we're talking Roman Yossi, 96 points from a defenseman. Almost a 100-point season out of a defenseman. You are getting more bang for your buck with this guy. I think it should be his for the taking. I do think it could go either way. Um, but I don't know. what I, Roman Yossi, what he's done this year, it's hard to get that many points from a defenseman. And he is having a career year by miles. It's not even close. Like, we're talking about he's breaking his career best by, like, 30 points. Um, I think it's got to be Roman Yossi based off that alone. Joey. Um, so yeah, I'll just go ahead and start with the winner because I, I actually don't think this one's as hard as, as it, it might look if you just look at it. I in Vegas on the price. Yeah, I, I think that's crazy. I think, I think Roman Yossi is having, is, is this the best year? Like at least offensively, I know that's not exactly what this trophy is about, but is it the best year that we've seen offensively from a defenseman? Like in, in, in how long? I, like I, I cannot remember. A Didn't Brent Burns almost get a hundred one year? Yeah, Brent Burns scored more goals too. That's the that's the season I was leaning towards. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, Frank, you said it. Ninety six points from a defenseman. Like I was rooting for him to get four more. Like I, I wanted to see a, a defenseman have a hundred points. I think that would be sick. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Roman Yossi wins this one, uh, and then I agree with um, with Frankie. And did you say Kale McCarr, Frank? Yeah, so so me and Frank are on the same page because I, I got a Kale McCarr and um, Adam Fox is the other two nominees. So give it one more year and we'll be saying saying Chucky McAvoy. But um, there's just a couple guys who I know Vinny might even have him. He's making that face and that'll make me happy. But there's just a couple guys who just had had better years. But I would put McAvoy fourth and Fox fifth. Whoever votes for the Norris Trophy gets five votes. And then they give the winner to the guy with the most points, five points for a first place vote, four points, and yeah. so on. Um, I do think Roman Yossi is going to win, and I think Kale McCarr is going to come in second. I think it's another two-horse race. We've had that in the past with other awards. It reminds me of when Quinn Hughes and McCarr went one-two for the Calder Trophy, and McCarr beat him out by like a couple points. Like It's like that for me. Three is Victor Hedman. I would vote Victor Hedman in third place. 85 points, best defenseman on one of the best teams, outstanding defensively. I think if you made a defenseman in a laboratory for the NHL from uh, metal, it would come out as Victor Hedman. So I think he's the best defenseman in the NHL. I just think the points that Makar and Yossi put up this year will kind of triumph over what Hedman did this year. I think McAvoy would be number four. McAvoy set a career high in points and he's not reaching the pinnacle of the 70, 80, 90 point totals. I don't think he ever will. I don't think he wants to. That's not the point of McAvoy. The point of McAvoy is to be in the 60, 70 point range, run a power play and shut down the opposition's best players. Um, He plays out of every defenseman we've named. Only Hedman compares to him in number of ice time minutes against what is considered to be elite competition in the NHL. And I think we know what we think about Victor Hedman. He, you know, he's been the best defenseman in the NHL since Keith, in my opinion. And I think this world of McAvoy, he could easily win it any of these years. If he wins it, it'll be a Drew Doughty type of win or a Fox kind of win where he's got a crap ton of points, but maybe not the most points. But it's just so clear that he's the best defenseman in the league. So 
Those are my guys. I really don't think it's going to stretch much beyond them. There are a couple people that would have given Ekblad some votes had he not gotten hurt. And I think Christopher Latang will also, his name will be on there as well. But, you know, as far as that goes, I think we pretty much at least nailed the guys who are in the conversation. Um, the Selkie Trophy. It could go one of a million ways. To me, the Selkie Trophy is the hardest thing to quantify in terms of numbers and stuff. Like, do you take face-off percentage? Do you take number of shots taken? Do you take face-off percentage? Uh, your Corsi 4, all these things that, you know, your expected goals against average when you're on the ice, your 5-on-5 five five prowess, all, all that sort of stuff can go into the Selkie Trophy. Um, I, I know who Joey's going to pick, so I'll start with him first. But I'm actually more curious to see who his other two nominees are. Um, yeah, he's been nominated for ten straight seasons. He holds he he's sitting currently tied for the most Selkie trophies at four. I think this is the summer that he surpasses and becomes the first player in NHL history to win five Selkie trophies, and that's Patrice Bergeron. And I say that with the most unbiased way um, in the unmost biased most unbiased way possible because I truthfully believe that this was a career year for Bergeron defensively he didn't put up as many points as he has in the past uh, but he's put up more points in the past and didn't win the trophy and I, he put up less this year and I think he's going to win the trophy he set a career record in faceoff percentage at 61.9% um and then in second place you have um I don't know. I'm sorry. That was for his career, but he. I'm trying to get the uh, the career listings here, but it's hard to filter it with players who have only taken like X amount of faceoffs. Anyway, he has a career year right now in faceoff percentage. Um, he's out there in every single situation. He is their best penalty killer. He's at the top for like penalty killing time on ice. He's he's always near the top for everything. So for me, it's Patrice Bergeron's to lose this year, uh, and then my other nominees. Um, I'm going to go with Ryan O'Reilly of the St. Louis Blues as one of them, who also has been near the top in faceoff percentage uh, nearly all year. Um, and then I got rid of my list here, but just off the top, I'm going to go um, Andre Kopitar has had another phenomenal year. The Los Angeles Kings kind of proved everyone wrong and, and were a great team this year. I'm going with Andre Kopitar for that third, uh, third spot. Frank? Joe, I couldn't agree with you more. I think Patrice Bergeron, I mean, there's a reason that he's nominated for 10 straight Selkies. Um, I do think he'll hold the record. It's just a matter of time uh, when the NHL wants to give that to him. Um, I mean, yeah, you talk about it, face-offs. I mean, he's one of the greatest face-off takers that I've ever seen in my lifetime, uh, along with Jonathan Taves, of course, uh, who is another great face-off man, Sidney Crosby. I mean, you, there's, there's a whole bunch of different uh, centers who are good at taking face-offs, but P Patrice Bergeron is – you know, he's one of the best that I've ever seen. Um, you talk about the penalty kill. I believe in 100, he had 122 penalty minutes or penalty kill minutes out there. And obviously he's not playing on the pop, the penalty kill for the full two minutes each power play. But the, the opposition only scored 14 goals against when he was out there in that um, 122 minutes of penalty kill, which, which is outstanding. Um, yeah, like you said, Patrice Bergeron, career year. Uh, I would definitely have to give him my vote. Um, as far as second, mm -hmm. I'd probably give second to Kopitar and third to Lindholm. Um, but, yeah, I think, honestly, Patrice Bergeron should run away with it if it was up to me. 
I would vote for Alexander Barkov. I believe he was the best defensive player when you take into consideration, you know, what they provide in their two-way game. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have much. I mean, I know he's great at face-offs. I know he's good defensively. Um, I would vote for Patrice Bergeron in second place and Austin Matthews in third place. Those would be my Selkie Trophy nominees. Austin Matthews, low-key, scored 60 goals, and he is one of the very best defensive players in the NHL. Teams just don't get scoring chances against or for when he's on the ice playing against them. It's just not something. And a large part of it is just his pursuit of the puck and how good he is when the puck is on his stick and how good he is when the puck is not on his stick. So I would go Barkov, Bergeron, Matthews in that order. Bergeron will break it, though. They'll give it to him one of these years. I was um, I was looking at Austin Matthews, and the only reason I, I kind of didn't want to say his name is because I feel like a lot of his defensive um, – you know, attributes as a centerman come from he's just that skilled offensively that when he's out there, he's going to be playing offense. So, yeah, I don't know. So you take a look at his expected goals against when he's on the ice and uh, specifically at five on five, and the numbers are just like through the roof good. Like he might win it. I'm saying yeah. what, how I would vote. But, and, but it and that's what I'm saying. All. It doesn't surprise me that his expected goals against is that good because when you see Austin Matthews, you're not expecting him to go make a defensive play. You're expecting him to get out there and just start playing in the offensive zone, which I guess good. the great, the best defense is good offense because you don't have to worry about your team getting scored on when you're the one doing the scoring. Um, and that's just kind of how I feel about Austin Matthews in terms of the Selkie trophy. Sure. So, so one last thing I wanted to get to hockey-wise before we end the show with a little bit of fun. We're going to talk about one draft prospect a week until the NHL draft comes up. Last week, we talked about Shane Wright, who is the consensus number one overall pick going into the 2022 NHL draft. This week, we're going to talk about Mr. Logan Cooley. I enjoy saying that guy's last name. It's kind of funny. Logan Cooley. Um, Matthews might win the Selkie and the Hart and the Rocket. Wow. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Hart Trophy. I meant to do that before we talk about Cooley. My apologies on that. Thank you for the reminder. Um... Does anybody not think it's Austin Matthews? I'm sticking with Jonathan Huberdeau, but I wouldn't be surprised one bit if Austin. Matthews I think it's Austin it. Matthews by a I can't. So I can't. Who are your nominees then? Um, Austin Matthews. Or I have Huberdeau winning it. Austin Matthews, and probably Connor McDavid. I mean, this dude led the league in scoring. He's he's somewhat of an MVP there. Yeah, Frank. So. I agree with the three. I would just have it Matthews, McDavid, Huberto. See, I agree with two of the three. I would go Matthews, McDavid, Chesterkin. I would. Wow. I think he's going to get a nominee for the Hart Trophy. I do. Um, so back to Cooley. Um, United States National Development Program. He just purely dominated playing for that team in that league. So far this season, he is considered to be a top prospect in the 2022 NHL draft, he will attend no matter where he's picked. Nobody can deny he's committed. He will attend the University of Minnesota of the NCAA in 2022-23. He will be a Golden Gopher. And you got to start to wonder if the Golden Gophers are going to be similar to what Michigan was this year, having a guy like Cooley on their team. But, you know, there's a chance he goes second, third, fourth. I don't think he gets past fifth. Um 
Frank, did you do any, you know, thoughts or reading on Logan Cooley? What are your thoughts on this guy? Oh yeah. He's the American center from the USHL. Um, it's basically what I've heard. It's a mass consensus. I mean, he could go three, but it's looking like he's going to go two. um, yeah, I mean, he's the, the way that a lot of these scouts are describing him, he's got selkie-like qualities. Um, he's he's great on offense, defense, face-offs. He's got great on-ice awareness. He's got a nasty wrist shot. Uh, that's probably his biggest um, part of his game is his wrist shot, um, along with all the other qualities. The only thing is he is a little bit of a smaller dude. He's five foot ten, but I think um, he's going to go second. I think he's going to make an impact in the NHL. Maybe not as much as we've seen in previous picks for number twos in a draft. But, I mean, yeah, Cooley has been making waves from what we've seen so far. I can't wait to see what he does when he gets to the NHL. Joe? Um, yeah, he's uh, Frank, you said he's a little guy. I was just looking at some of his, his numbers in terms of his physical physicalness or whatever he is physically. Um, and the thing that jumps out at me is where he's from. He's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He's 18 years old. You do the math. He's watching this guy, Sidney Crosby, in the prime of his career winning Stanley Cups, and there's got to be some influence there. I'd love to hear it come from his mouth. Uh, very reminiscent in size. Crosby sits at 5'11". This guy sits at 5'10". Um, just wait for this kid to put some muscle on him, and, and he'll be a, an elite center in the NHL. Hopefully. You hope all these kids turn out to how they're supposed to. But uh, it just intrigues me. you got a lefty centerman like that coming out of Pittsburgh, playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins youth team. And now I'm working his way to the NHL to hopefully play against Sidney Crosby. So, interesting note. The only way I think he doesn't go to overall is if whoever wins the draft lottery second spot is dead set on taking a defenseman. That's the only way I think he goes anywhere other than second. Um, Shane Wright will go first. I think Cooley goes second. Unless, like I said, like I'm trying to think of a team that would take a defenseman instead. Like maybe the Devils. Uh, there's another kid in the draft that is like top three level quality. I think we're going to touch on him next week. Is going to be he's going to be the one that I pick to talk about. But you know, outside of a team like that, I really don't see him not going second. I certainly <laughs> think the Blackhawks for those Chicagoans who are watching. I certainly think the Blackhawks would take him second if they won the second spot in the lottery. Um, and in that case, I'd be kind of mad because that means they have no chance at freaking um, what's his name Bedard because. Cooley would probably go like fifth or sixth next year. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm excited to see. Um, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, all of the draft lottery odds are set. The draft lottery will take place on May 10th. I will be cheering on the New Jersey Devils to win that thing. Very much so. Although, again, I'm not sure if I am because you can't win two in a row anymore. And... I would almost rather Bedard, but are the Devils going to be that bad next year? I'm not sure, so I don't really know. Um, we got a big day tomorrow. Tomorrow's Cinco de Mayo. I love Cinco de Mayo. It's on my Mount Rushmore favorite holidays. Well, I'm sure we'll have plenty of Mexican food around, but also at night. I, I just had Mexican food yesterday. Phenomenal tacos. <laughs> <laughs> are you laughing at what I'm laughing at? I didn't even see him. <laughs> that was he wanted perfect. to get in on the conversation. Yeah, I did not even see him. So Luigi thinks you're a complete clown for your Leafs take. I know that much. Yeah, Luigi right. likes the Leafs. They're the double L. Is that true? Fuck <laughs> that, 
Um, um, tomorrow, Cinco de Joko. Yeah. Very excited about it. Um, but it's also at night. We got Doctor Strange. Guys, been looking forward to Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. What are we thinking, Frank? Oh, I can't wait. I mean, there's so much hype around this movie. Whenever the Frank time- goes up, oh. Oh. That, that's how you know. That's how oh. you know. That's how you know some fucking something juicy is coming yeah. up in the oh, life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we. the last time I was this excited was obviously Spider-Man. And before that, it was Endgame. And it's like Endgame, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. They all got the same feeling for me. This is just going to be an absolute... We know there's so many cameos coming out, right? There's been the red carpet premiere. There's like been actors from other franchises making hints like they're going to... Uh, up here and there. I don't know what you guys have seen from the red carpet, um, but there was um, the guy from Star Trek. Do you know what I'm talking? I, I, what's his name? I don't know his name. Not. I have no guys, idea. But no, like the main, the guy from like Pickard, Star Trek Pickard, the TV show. He's like the main guy. I forgot his name. But he I goes, only know Star Wars and Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. What, I forgot his name, but he's like, oh, I'm just making a cameo on the red carpet. And I'm like, oh, dude, this dude's definitely in it. He's just like, you know, hinting at this stuff like that. It's going to be an absolute banger. Um, I cannot wait. I watched Eternals last night for the first time. Oh, how'd you like it? I I liked it. It got a lot of hate from like. It did get a lot of hate. It's it's a, it's, own, its own it. thing. It's it's hard yeah. to like. I, they I make actually a lot of references to Thanos and oh, yeah. Endgame and all that stuff. I'm now I'm officially caught up. I've watched everything Marvel related. So that was the only thing that I haven't watched was Eternals. So the only I'm thing I haven't fun. seen the only thing I haven't seen is episode five and obviously episode six now just came out of Moon Knight. I did not watch episode five yet. So I'm now I'm too behind with the release of the one but, today. But the reason I wanted to watch Eternals was just that small chance that mm-hmm. something from Eternals I don't think there'll be anything from Eternals, but it's a multiverse and literally nothing is off the table. So I had to watch it just in case. All yeah. cut up. Excited for Doctor Strange. 9.15 tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm very excited too. Uh, I already have seen Spider-Man. And it was just to show how excited I am, um, I was this excited for Spider-Man. And now I might even be more excited for Doctor Strange just because now it's like, okay, anything can happen. And And after watching the that what if episode uh i don't know if you saw it frank with with the doctor strange uh, whole multiverse yeah. thing um i think it's going to be kind of reminiscent of that and Absolutely. maybe what if is going to tie into it and some of that backstory but i've seen uh, spider-man three times already since it came out and make it four times i just rewatched the second half of it or the end of it the other night um that's how excited I was for, for Spider-Man. And now I'm getting that excited again for another movie. So I expect to see this one a, a few times. So um, that's where we're at on, on the uh, on the Doctor Strange. Hey, what do you um, what'd you say? What do you think of that Doctor Strange? Are you, how, where are you, I know you're a little behind on Marvel. Before we, I, I did want to say something about the Batman movie. But before... Um, I don't know yeah. how, how excited I'm, you I'm are. I'm so excited. I will be ready by tomorrow, 9.15. I, yeah. I don't know if I'll have Moon Knight. We're not going to need Moon Knight for that, though. Right? We hope. I have no we idea. Hope. Literally, Is nothing's today, off the table. 
Yeah, no, I, I never put anything off the table because, like, today, I mean, Marvel does stuff forever, and they do always do stuff for a reason. Today, I believe, was the finale of Moon Knight, correct? Yeah, it was. Yeah, how, it how how long is each episode and of Moon Knight? An hour. 40 to 50 minutes, 40 to 55. Okay. You never know. We'll see what happens. I I really want to be ready. I, I'd like to at least get, watch Spider-Man by tomorrow, too, so we'll see. And then there, it's Star Wars Day. I want to watch one thing Star Wars. There's just a lot, but... Uh, you know, go back to that question. The Batman compared to the Dark Knight series, I would rank it second out of the four movies. There's three in the Dark Knight trilogy. I would rank it the Dark Knight, the Batman, the Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins. That's how I would rank it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it would be it would be probably under the dark knight series obviously and i don't know too i'm not too familiar with other batmans i i'm not crazy about like the ben affleck ones or the one that ben affleck portrays batman in the in that series with justice league and all that but when comparing this batman to the dark knight series it's a very different batman i feel and some people like it some people most people like it there are going to be people who don't like it um, where it's more of the uh, the detective side of Batman. The movie's really dark. It's not only dark in terms of like, okay, it's Batman, but it's dark like just visually. Like it's just a dark movie. There's not a, a lot of bright scenes. Um, so there's that alongside. It's not as action packed. There are action parts, but it's more of like it's a movie that you enjoy watching just so for the sole fact of following with your brain and you get to see the detective side of batman as well as the you know that physical superhero that we see in batman but way more of the detective side which i thought thought was very interesting and they're gonna make a sequel to it and you never know this has just been one movie it seems like with batman the second movie is king so we'll see how they how they go with this series yeah dylan seems to think our buddy dylan who's a batman aficionado seems to think that the Joker will kind of be a hint in that movie, and then they'll end the trilogy with him as the main villain. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, we will see. Um, what else are we watching this weekend? Sports related and non sports related. Frank, I'll start with you. Well, you nailed it with Doctor Strange. I'll be watching Doctor Strange. I'll be watching Cubs versus White Sox, the Crosstown series. You're watching the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. Big Sky returns tomorrow, and I don't watch a lot of TV shows on primetime cable. Normally, my TV shows are the extent of coming from a streaming service of some sort, but Big Sky has become one of my favorite TV shows right now. It's incredible. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm just watching a whole bunch of different things lately. Clone Wars. I mean, I, 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 the, my watch list is so packed right now, and I'm trying not to get behind. Um, and probably the most excited thing I'm – going to be watching this week is the moon besides dr strange is the moon Knight finale tonight i will be watching that i can't wait to see how it ends um the series has just been so so good it's my favorite marvel tv show uh series so far i i just can't wait to see how it all culminates joe oh yeah oh, that word culminate it's <laughs> a great word i i agree frank and i just you know for sake of time i haven't had i haven't been able to watch episode five yet so i'm still on the the massive cliffhanger we talked about last week um, confused as fuck. So I'll be getting around to the conclusion of Moon Knight um, and then Doctor Strange, obviously, and just kind of gearing up for Obi Wan. That's when I'll really start to uh, start to get you know shaking in my boots for that Obi Wan Kenobi series. 
But yeah. What about sports? Sports, uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch the Bruins make this this comeback, this early comeback on the Carolina Hurricanes. Tie things up tonight. You got the first home game, uh, game three on Friday night at 6 p.m. So I'm very looking forward to that. Off on Saturday, then Sunday uh, for game four, and then obviously all the other series that are taking place. And then, like you said, baseballs. See, I was I was explaining yesterday. It's hard for me to stay as invested in baseball. I'm, I'm a bad multitasker. I really get into baseball a lot when the Stanley Cup is awarded. And it's just the way I work. I don't know, but I'm enjoying the baseball season. I've already been to four games. Um, so twice We're at tied. Wrigley. Twice at Wrigley, twice at guaranteed rate. I'm three and one, but yeah, tied at four. Well, the, the one at Wrigley was yesterday's Crosstown game, which was a phenomenal <laughs> game. I I was not mis- – a lot of people were saying that it was miserable with the weather. Yeah, it was cold, but, I mean, you dress appropriately for that, and I actually was not miserable one bit. So it was uh, it was a really fun game. Sox came out on top, so we'll see how tonight goes. Do you know who the White Sox play this weekend? Yes, they are in Boston, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. That's in Boston. Pack. Yeah. And everyone thinks that I love that series. I really don't. I really do not like when the Red Sox play the White Sox at all. And it's just different than like when the Hawks play the Bruins or when the Bruins come to town. Like it, it's different. I don't know. I, I hate you're when the a, White Sox. You're not a Hawks fan. It's different when the White Sox play the, the Red Sox because it's like I I really don't even care. Like I, it's weird. I don't know. Everyone thinks I love going to those games. I really don't like going to those games. Well, Sucks for you. I'll, I'll be at the game. I hope the Red Sox. <laughs> I hope the Red Sox sweep the shit out of them at Fenway, and we already have a ticket. Me and you, the Saturday game at, at Guaranteed well, Rayfield when the Red Sox I, come to town later this month. So, well, obviously, I like going. It's just like it's hard for me to root against one of them. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's the only sport where you have two equal favorite teams. Literally two equal teams. Yeah. Yeah. If you root for the Red Sox over the White Sox in the playoffs ever, I might punch you in the head, but. That's a story for a different day. You've gotten to see four Red Sox World Series titles. You've gotten to see one White Sox one. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, We're going to get really quick to end the show to everyone's favorite segment of the week, Breaking Bets. Welcome to Breaking Bets, brought to you by the Barroom Network. We have Walter White. We have Italian Walter White here. We have Mr. Milwaukee Bucks fan himself. Uh, How's that series going real quick, Frank? It's 1-1. It's 1-1? Against the Celtics, yeah. I can wear it now since the Bulls are out. Yeah, 100%. And I told you the Celtics were better than anybody gave them credit for. I don't know why people are just sleeping on the team in the Eastern Conference with the third best record. Just makes no sense to me. But I digress. I think it's because they don't have like one super duper star like all the other teams. Like every team in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference for the most part has like an MVP level guy. Like the they actually player. have the second best record. Well, they were the two seed. Yeah. Milwaukee's the three seed. Even worse. Even worse. I think Milwaukee's going to win because I ultimately in the playoffs will take the team with a player that dominant. I'm talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. But they also have a really good roster. Middleton, Allen. And now, and now it's 1-1 going back to Milwaukee. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I just I like to give the Celtics their due, is all I'm saying. Um, yeah, 
it'll be interesting to see. But Frank, I'm actually going to kick things off so Joey can't claim that you steal from him this week. I'm going to let Joey go first with his bets. Well, I think I actually do think we're going to have one of the same hockey picks. And I'll just get that one out of the way. If you watch this show, if you watched this show for the past two hours and seven minutes that we've been live, you pretty much can hint at all three of my picks. I, I've pretty much spelled them out for you and, and throughout the show. They're all hockey. I like to stay, stick with hockey on Wednesdays for the for sake of this show being a hockey podcast. We have the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's what I love about playoffs. Frank, I love it. I love that you get value on these teams. Tampa Bay Lightning at plus 110 is free money. Give me the Tampa Bay Lightning tying the series up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm sorry to the Leafs fan that was in the chat. I, I apologize. Just you know it's coming. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. The Tampa Bay Lightning tie this series up. That's not the only team that's going to tie this series up. The Boston Bruins are not going down 0-2 to the now Carolina Hurricanes. What? I said, now we're talking. Now we're talking. They're not going down 0-2. They're sitting pretty at plus 106. You know, the Bs plus, I love it. Every time I see it, I love it. And, it, and playoffs are a different story. So that game in Carolina doesn't mean anything anymore. We got another game in Carolina tonight. Sending it back to Boston tied 1-1. It's just every – this is the way it goes every year, my friends. Um I learned in the Pittsburgh uh, Rangers game yesterday another thing like that's different from the regular season. I've been a very, very uh, friendly better of the shots on goal. And in the playoffs, if you have a game that goes into overtime, that shots on goal is going over. Like Unless it's a, a, an overtime game that ends right away, those games that go into overtime, the over is going to hit almost every time. So I love betting the over on the shots on goal even more now because the fucking Rangers finished with like 83 shots on goal or something like that. Imagine betting the over for the game. You're, the one team just hit it. Uh, so we got the Bruins having over 33 and a half shots. By far one of the best shooting teams in the league. They finished with 36 in game one and a game that they lost. Um, I expect them to come out even harder tonight than they did in game one. So the only difference is the puck's going to go in the net this time. Frank? Um, Joe, you had the Lightning money line at plus 110. I'll do you one better. They're plus 117. I'm seeing them, man. I ooh, think that's even ooh. greater value. A, you smashed the Lightning. They that's are a free not $7. Yeah, it is a free $7. And you're not going down um, 2 0. No way. I will gladly take the Tampa Bay money line at plus money. Uh, I think the bookies thinks we're, we're on glue, uh, which is fine. It benefits us. Um, but that's all I have for hockey. Um, I go over to the, we'll go over to the MLB. See the Yankees have won 11 in a row. That's going to end soon. I think it's going to end tonight. <laughs> the, I think the April the, champions, Frank, the April champion, New York Yankees. I think that the Toronto Blue Jays are too good to get swept. Um, plus it's even better that the Yankees are on an 11 game win streak just because like I said, it's going to end eventually. And there's, I don't see them sweeping Toronto in Toronto. Um, but the Toronto Blue Jays are plus 131, and part of the reason why they're kind of a medium-sized dog is because they do have the worst pitcher going. Um, but I don't care. I think the Toronto Blue Jays are going to win this game. Take them plus 131, and you'll understand why it's so hard to sweep teams, especially a team of the Toronto Blue Jays caliber. 
Thirdly, in my last pick, we're going to head over to the NBA. Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns, game two. The Phoenix Suns won game one by a score of 121 to 114. It was a seven-point difference. They just covered. They were minus six in the first game. However, the second game for the losing team always just seems it's hard to beat teams multiple times in a row, especially by that big of a margin, which is why I love the Mavericks plus six at minus 106. Um, I do think – I'm not saying they're going to win this game, but if they did, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, the Suns are probably going to win the series. But I think the Mavericks will have a better game, and if they have a better game, they lost by seven the first game. The only thing they can only go up, even if it's by a couple points, they should cover the plus six. So I love the Mavericks at minus, plus six at minus 106. And I see Slinky in the chat said the Preds are a plus 8,000 to win the cup. Should I put 10 bucks on it for just a joke? I will. Uh, I'll, you could send the 10 bucks to me. And I will pay out if they win, but that would just be a waste of $10 in my opinion. Um, but I'll give you 800 bucks or whatever it would be if they won, but I'd gladly take the 10 off your hands. Yeah, I agree. I don't understand doing that, putting money on something that's like such a long shot, just like in case. Like there before the series started, maybe. But after what you saw yesterday, like you, you still want to do that, guy? Not a good idea. So that's our show. We have... Just a great two-hour conversation on the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll talk a little nerdy stuff. It's Star Wars Day. Happy Star Wars Day to everyone. It was a great show. Baby Yoda and I just chilling here, watching some Star Wars, um, talking hockey. Me and Joey will scream at each other about the Leafs until one of us dies. Like That's just going to be the way it is for the next 50 years or so. Um, I'm excited about that's, you know that game two tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's two really good teams, regardless of what either of us say. Both of those teams have star power. They have Hall of Famers. They have all-time greats. And I'm very, very excited to watch that game tonight. Of course, tonight is also the Crosstown Classic uh, finale at Wrigley Field between the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs. I will be recapping all of that tomorrow on Crosstown Crosstalk at 2 o'clock. And then on Monday night, me and the boys will talk about all the things that go on in the Crosstown Classic and in the series against the Boston Red Sox. I'm very excited about it. That's Monday night. Of course, tonight on the Barroom Network at 7 p.m. Central Time, you can watch the Mac and Reed Show. Evan and Ross will review the entire 2022 NFL draft in terms, in terms of the Chicago Bears. And, of course, talk a little Chicago baseball, referencing the Crosstown Classic, classic that we are witnessing. And then at 9 p.m. Central Time, the Science Fiction Show will have an update on all the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all the DCEU movies and TV shows. Of course, today's Star Wars Day. I'm sure they'll be talking a little May the 4th be with you. I'm sure they'll be talking some Doctor Strange. Comes out tomorrow. Very excited for all of that. Barroom Network, guys. If you're not watching the Barroom Network, I don't know what your problem is. we got great shows going across all sports, all entertainment. I consider entertainment to be like pizza. There's all sorts of different flavors, and they're all delicious. So you could come to the Barroom Network to recap all of them. I'm very excited. Frank, Joe, do you guys have anything left to say before we head on out of here? Frank? Just enjoy these playoffs. Um, before you know it, they'll be gone, and we'll be in the offseason, and you're going to wish they'll be hockey. So enjoy everything you got here, especially for the NBA too, all these sports, because um, they go quick, and then they're gone for a while, and then you know you, you lose that fix. So just enjoy every second of it. Joseph? Uh, game two tonight, Bruins. We'll be talking next week. We might have a couple reverse sweeps to talk about next week. And there's another song to sing. You making my dreams come true. Ooh, 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 ooh.
Make sure you follow at the King Bean on Twitter. Make sure you follow at Joey Parisi on Twitter. I am at Vinny Parisi on Twitter. And as always, let's go White Sox. Let's go Leafs. Let's go Star Wars. Go Leafs, go. Thank you for listening. Kind of thought my head was going to, you know, <laughs> kind of tickled. Watch this.